and welcome back to the I'm There podcast, guys. I'm your host, Freyway, and I'm here with my co-host, Kenny. And we yes. also have two special guests with us today. We have two of my really, really good friends, two of Kenny and I's really good friends, Luke Feeney, who I talk about a couple times. I've talked about him a couple times on the podcast. He's one of the best card game players I know, uh, plays Edison with us sometimes, plays a lot of DC, the best DC player I know. And also really good at Magic the Gathering and probably a bunch of other shit. And then we have Gary. Gary is <laughs> one of my close friends. I've learned uh, a lot of anime through him. And just like we talk about Yu-Gi-Oh! all the time. He also plays Edison and DC with us. So this is like my core group now. This is literally a podcast featuring the core group. The only person who's not here. Well, I guess the only two people who are not here in the core group is Cairo, a true hero, and Stango. Both of them are busy. Mm-hmm. And this episode is going to be on Attack on Titan anyway, and I don't think either of them are really big into Attack on Titan as uh, the four of us are. But mm. yeah, so we just got an hour-long episode on Friday, I believe it came out. And I think it was called like the rumbling part one or something crazy like that. This episode was wild. I mean, this shit <laughs> was absolutely wild. I could not hold talking about this any longer. I am like freaking out because of the, the emotions that I have from seeing what I watched today and on, I watched it twice. So I've seen it on Friday when it first came out. And then I also watched it again today as we're recording this because I just needed to see it one more time. It was that absurd to me, but uh, where do you want to start at Kenny? What do you, what do you want to start? Um, well, first of all, yes, it was amazing. I, I only got a chance to watch it once. Mm-hmm. Um, but the first thing that I really enjoyed was right from the start of the episode, they did something that, I, if I remember correctly, got left out of the actual episode one of Attack on Titan. Chapter one of Attack on Titan has the thing where um, Mikasa or Mikasa, whatever the fuck you, her name is, she wakes up Aaron and she says, like, I'll see you later, Aaron. Yes. That's in the literal chapter one of the manga. But I, the see you later, Aaron thing actually wasn't in episode one of the anime. So I thought it was really cool that they brought that back. And in hindsight, looking at that episode, with everything we've learned through the seasons, it really puts into perspective some of what might have been happening there. Because she says, see you later, Aaron. And she also has, like, medium-length hair. When Aaron wakes up, she has long hair. And then Aaron's crying, as we know, because she says, like, why are you crying? And then it, like, goes right into other things. Um, Flashbacks of Aaron. There's cry- based- definitely something going on with that. For what sure. I'm getting to is, first of all, I think it's cool that they included that. And I think that's going to be important. And second of all... I think at this point, it's pretty obvious to say that adult Aaron was showing young Aaron shit. And then like he woke, he was like, I just had a really long dream, but I can't remember what it was about. Right. And it's just like, it's fucking just, the time, it started off so clean. Like The time paradoxes now that we are experiencing with Attack on Titan are actually so well done because this episode had a lot of that. In fact, the part where Aaron was walking through uh, Marley, right? And he was looking at all the people and he was talking about I assume that everybody here is going to die because we couldn't find a different way. He's like, I know from the, from the future, because the future Aaron can send memories backwards. That's the power of the attack Titan. It can send memories from the future to the past, which is why that one season ended. That was so confusing where his Mm -hmm. dad, Grisha Yeager said, I have to save Armin and Mikasa, but they weren't even born yet. And that was super confusing back then. But now that we understand a bit more about it. Aaron's walking through Marley. He's looking at all the people and there's like a woman walking with her newborn baby and she's pregnant and stuff like that. There's like kids running around. There's a kid being beaten in an alleyway. He's analyzing the situation and saying, all these people are going to die because we couldn't find a better solution in the future. 
So none of yeah, this and he, matters. He's looking at the kid getting beat up, and he's like, he wants to save him because, like, at that in Aaron's heart, he's still like a good person. He sees a guy getting bullied and shit, and he. But then he's like, "There's no point in saving him. I probably kill him in a few." Years. Yeah, he's. I'm gonna kill <laughs> him anyway. <laughs> Yo, oh my god, this episode started then, off with the fucking rumbling. He, he does end up saving him, and then it's so it's shot so cool because it shows him talking to him. And if you remember from the pre, because I don't think they make it clear this season or in this episode, but you remember in the previous season that kid doesn't speak the same language as Aaron. So they have him sitting there. They don't speak the same language. And Aaron is basically telling him, like, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. He's crying. He's like, I'm going to kill you. And the kid doesn't understand what he's saying. And they're they're interposing that with showing the current day of Aaron just crushing his fucking village. And then him. <laughs> Yo. How do, okay, Luke, Gary, how, how do y'all feel about the beginning of this episode with the rumbling? Because that's where I want to really start. Like... <laughs> Uh, I mean, I just want to say, like, I mean, it comes up again later in the episode, but I'm, I am, you know, it's obviously a very emotional start to the episode. And like, you can, you know, they build up the story with the kids and everything and Marley and like showing them saving the money and all that. And, you know, you get kind of like, you know, that gets the audience attached to that a little bit before they get, you know, stomped upon or whatnot. Mm, but um, yes. I am glad in a way that like Aaron did go through with it, though. It would have been very, Same. like, very disappointing if like somehow you know, this episode started with like, okay, we're going to talk Aaron out of it or, you know, anything like that. Like, I think this needed to happen. Like this was put in motion for like a long time. And, you know, we did, we kind of needed to see this at least a little bit. Yeah. Gary. Oh, this voice right here. I'm in the top right corner. All right. That, that's me. That's right there. All right. <laughs> so just want to point it out. Uh, so as far as like probably, I will say uh, the very beginning of the show, I did not like Aaron. Uh, I, I hated that kid. Same. He was a he was he was the annoying protagonist that annoying, loud, shown protagonist that everyone hated. Uh, but then, as the seasons went on and on, I I began to really love him because he's actually the most consistent character uh, I've seen. Like he said, "I will kill the Titans, kill every single Titan," and he basically killed all the Titans in, a, in an interesting way. Uh, and then his his goals changed, but like. The end of the day, his his goal has always been to like save his his save his like uh his country, his family, and yeah, and like now he's like, well, well, the Titans aren't really my problem. Everyone else is the problem. So this is why the rubble started. Yes. And so here we are. I um yeah. Oh, go ahead, Kenny. No, I was gonna say yeah. Aaron is inter I watched this episode with three other people, um, and we all watched it, and then we all. At the end of the episode, said basically the same thing in that, among other things. But Aaron is one of the most well-written characters in, like, to me. And like, he starts off, and I think everybody I've ever talked to hated Aaron. Like, nobody liked Aaron at the start of Attack on Titan, and it's almost unanimously the opposite now. Like, the amount of growth his character has yeah. had from from episode one to now is like really, really, really good. I agree. I think that Aaron is really well written as well. Um, he does start off as basically very whiny and you don't really get him. Like you get it that his mom was eating and that is a reason to have despair and stuff like that. But he still comes off as like a whiny brat type of kid. Even before that though, like episode one, but when he's just, you know, getting jumped and stuff, even then, right? Like he's still just an obnoxious little shit. And that doesn't really change as he gets older and he... I don't know. He just comes off a certain way that's not your typical shonen protagonist that you want to root for. But what I do like about him is that his experiences definitely change him in a dark way. And some people might be turned off by that. 
I, I'll say it again. I say this all the time on this podcast. I'm a big fan of Yagami Light, Illusion V Britannia. Okay, so Aaron Yeager fits right in with the protagonist that I like the most. He is right there with those guys who are willing to do things that are unsightly and that you couldn't even fathom to get a certain goal. Um, this episode started off with the kids, Ramsey and his other friend. I forget the name. It starts with an H. I forget the other kid's name. That's, that's a Halil. Halil. Okay, so it starts off with these two children and they're like hiding money that the one kid Ramsey has been stealing. He's been stealing money in order to basically get a better place to live because in the wintertime, a lot of his people die because they live in tents. And when the winters come, obviously you can imagine living in a fucking tent in the wintertime. They don't really care about you anyway. You're like second rate citizens in that country. So they have a shitty existence. And this little boy took the burden of getting a better uh, setup for his entire people on his shoulders. Like he took that burden on his shoulders and he's saving up money. And what's so cool about this is that that money means everything to those two little boys. Like mm -hmm. that, that little pile of money that probably isn't actually a lot at all that the one kid literally lost a hand, right? Like Halil's like, bro, if you keep stealing, you're not going to have any hands yeah. left. And his response, Ramsey's response to that is, uh, if I die, right? Cause he's thinking of the worst. He's like, if I die, just make sure that everyone gets this money. But, so that shows you how important this little pile of money under some leaves is to these two people. It's so cool to see that scene, but then at the same time, they kind of have random people in the village running away, right? And so they're like, hide the money, hide the money. And they're like, what the fuck are they running from? And then they turn around and they see the actual rumbling coming. And I wasn't ready for this. Like, I just was not ready for how- You weren't ready for for fucking- Violence? <laughs> for, the, for it to just start? Bro, with the fucking absolute worst shit I, happening. I think the directors of Attack on Titan, whoever whoever's directing these episodes, whoever's I mean, obviously the writer too, but like the way this episode was actually directed to show the brutality of the rumbling. My first bullet point here in my notes is the brutality of the rumbling because we got to see the initiation of the rumbling at the end of the last. I can't even say the last season because this is still all the same season, which is a rant. But like. We saw the beginning of the rumbling and it was it was obviously a lot, but this is the real deal. This mm -hmm. I'm glad that they actually waited to start off with this because it's like action packed and it gets you roped in immediately. A lot of people don't want a season or a new episode that's a special to start off with a, a lot of talking, like too much of that. So the fact that this shit starts off immediately with the brutality of the rumbling, when the Titans first come, they start stepping on the buildings and that's like one part of it. But then as they're stepping on the buildings, you notice that they're like kicking up the debris and Ramsey and his people are trying to run away. But as they're running away, the actual debris from the Titans just walking, they're not intentionally doing this. They're just <laughs> walking. The, the, the debris that they're kicking up is landing on everyone and killing them by itself. Not, not to mention that as they walk, everything behind them gets set on fire because, as you know, Colossal Titans create a lot of fucking steam and, and there's heat. fucking a million of there's them. Like, so the sheer amount of heat. Like, when he... It shows you when when the Colossal Titan steps on the... First of all, he gets crushed, and they don't need to show that, but I'm happy they did. They showed, like, him get crushed. And his teeth. Like you see his body. Did you yeah. see his teeth come out? Dude, they show that brutal crushing, but then... When he's when the colossal titan steps away, his body's not even there anymore. Yep, it's just it's like gone. bones because it's been incinerated. Like it's it is absurd the amount of just 
death and destruction is happening that with these motherfuckers shit walking me off guard because it's showing you him killing children. Like you see a pregnant woman, right? They show her walking. He's like, I'm going to kill her too. He's like, all these people's hopes and dreams, their plans for the future. All of that's going to literally not matter. And I liked his um, dilemma in the alleyway about saving Ramsey because he said justice for me isn't real. Like I- I'm-, I'm technically delivering justice to these three men by whooping their ass and saving his kid, but I'm going to kill all of them anyway. So like, what does my justice even matter? It's not real. The other thing I really like about it all is that it really, it really reinforces the fact that like, it's not like this is what Aaron, it's not like this was Aaron's first plan. Like he's, as far as we know, either from the future or whatever, but he's gone through however many possibilities. And like, when he's talking to Ramsey, he's crying. Like, this isn't what he wants to do, but he, as far as he know, has gone through every possibility, and it's like, this is what has to happen. I have to genocide the planet to keep my people safe. Yeah, it's wild. But, uh, yeah, I was gonna say, when you talk about the money and, like, Ramsey just, like, having that resolve to, like, you know, do something for his people, that's kind of, like, similar. Like, I know we were talking about how like, he didn't like Aaron at the start, and, like, I also didn't really like him at the start, but one thing that I can't, you know, help but respect about Aaron is that a lot of people would just fall into, like, despair when, like, these titans come through and, like, kill your whole family and shit, but you know, Aaron just kind of like gets mad and like makes a plan. He's like, all right, well, like, fuck it then. I'm gonna kill all of them. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> like that's just like, that's the solution. Like, I'm not going to give up. Like, I'm going to do this. And like, yeah. Ramsey's trying to do something for his people too. And I kind of saw like a parallel there between, yeah, you know, true. young Aaron and young Ramsey. And like, I think they were trying to go for that a little bit, but at the same time, you know, obviously Ramsey gets, you know, destroyed and like none of it matters. So it's kind of, it's kind of depressing in that way. But, um, you know, I thought that was kind of cool. That little, that little parallel there. So the other thing that was cool about that scene still in the Ramsey thing is how Fraser was saying, like, that money is everything to these kids right now because, like, it, what it means and how they're trying to put a future for their for their tribe, right? And it, it goes to show, like, that apocalypse kind of thing where money has no value. Like, when the Titans are coming, like, they're still, they're like, grab the money. And, like, they drop Bro, the money. It goes were, back for the money. There were and it's looting. like Yeah, and it's like, money has no value. Right? And it's just so funny. <laughs> people, people are looting. wild people always want to be getting some, Danny, there were some people value. looting dude like, it's but i always love that um that dynamic that they show in like these kind of apocalypse type situations yeah. where it's like you realize money has no value and there's still people that are like trying to like get money and it's like <laughs> that, what do you want to do with this like the world is ending that shit took me out when they started looting in the stores i said you guys are fucking idiots and then a titan just comes and steps on the store and them i was like oh my god not you looting at the last second. Yeah, there was so many of them there too. Like they were all like in the store, like piled up or whatever. It was crazy. Yeah. Oh, the other part too that was wild. The carriage. There was like one person who had a horse and carriage. Oh. And oh my god. And they like pulled those people out of the carriage. They're all fighting over who's going to get in. And then the Titans just step on everybody all the same. <laughs> I was like, why is? I just love the brutality of the rumbling. Is so so fucking cool. Like we've never seen a genocide like this this reminded me i actually had a thought about schindler's list and just the holocaust because when you think about genocide we only have a few genocides in history in like real life and uh the holocaust is one of the main ones and so the second i'm watching this episode and i'm seeing just entire races of people being wiped out from existence brutally the first thing i thought about was like holy shit man this is awful like it's actually awful to i've been rooting for Aaron for seasons i've been like i'm team Aaron. i'm team genocide 
it's easy to say that when you don't see genocide, though, right? <laughs> like it is, it is much easier Just before saying out loud. I'm team genocide is so fucking wild. <laughs> That's pretty wild. I'm not gonna lie. Like it's hard though, because like I kind of the I respect where Aaron's coming from, and like I was yes. supporting him, but at yes. this point I'm kind of having second thoughts of like you know what maybe like Yo, I want seeing... Anji, I want like Seal Team Six to go take out Aaron. Yo, like, maybe I seeing that. children <laughs> like... crushed in their teeth. Like seeing that little boy's teeth come out his mouth like that, I don't it know if you guys like caught on the cob. Like it, yeah, the teeth literally started coming out of his mouth as he was getting crushed. I could not. I don't know why they don't include that fucking detail, but that detail is crazy. Okay, because that's what would happen, I guess. But like I never thought about it, and so that's kind of my point here. It's easy to root for Eren and genocide and like wild shit like that from afar when it doesn't actually affect you. It's a fantasy story, and then when I actually see genocide up close, I'm like, uh. <laughs> Uh, I don't know if I can actually like, I still like Aaron. I still understand why he is the way he is. But then when Reiner said later in the episode, and we don't have to go in any particular order. So just feel free to yeah, talk yeah, about whatever over. you want. Yeah. Cause this is what me and whatever comes to mind, because if you have a good point, you don't want to lose it. Yes. So when Reiner later on in the episode is talking about the burden that Aaron took on, he says, you know, honestly doing like committing genocide is not easy. Like Aaron, mm. It's not like Aaron just got the founder Titan, founding Titan and decided, oh, I'm going to kill all these people and doesn't have to think about what he's actually doing. And so the beginning of the episode showed us that he was crying. Like he's actually having a hard time coping with the fact that I'm going to kill everybody. I think that the Aaron that's walking the streets of Marley, I think that that Aaron isn't fully there yet. Like he's sad mm -hmm. that he realizes it's going to come to this. He still wishes that there was a way. Well, think about it like this, and they don't show it to us because they don't have to, but that Aaron that's walking the streets of Marley, he's just a victim to, like, future Aaron. In the same way mm -hmm. that Aaron's father, Grisha, was like, I'm not going to kill these kids, and then Aaron was like, you want to kill these fucking kids, and, like, got, <laughs> in, got in his fucking face. <laughs> that Aaron oh and Marley God. is basically under the effects of the same thing. Like, he's, yeah, you're right. You're he wants to right. do something, but future Aaron is like, no, like... Like he's being talked to essentially. Yeah, you like, can't do anything. They don't else. have to show us that, but we know that's what happened. Like he's being told, like this is what's going to happen. Yeah, I mean, I think Future Aaron. Yeah, also like he's. I think Future Aaron still is sad though. Is the thing like we like Ryan yeah. talks about how like, he's basically like Aaron basically pleading for them to like stop him, like to put an end to this, like to kill yeah. him because like there aren't many options for him at this point, and like. Well, I think that's part of the reason he brings up he has he brings them all into like his you know founding titan place and has like yeah. conversation with them where he's like yeah under no circumstances like are we talking this out like one some one of us is dying like it's just that's what down like that's what's awesome about that scene too is because that also goes to show that even though Aaron has taken this extreme measure I love like the loyalty I guess and respect that he still has because he's like hey the most important thing to me is freedom and like I'm fighting for freedom for all of you guys so. I am not going to take your freedom away because they yeah. say, like, how come he hasn't Bro. taken away our power to turn into Titan? So Aaron is fighting for the freedom, but he fully is like, you guys, I am not going to touch your freedom. You can do whatever you want. If you want to come kill me, come kill me. But like, I'm not stopping. So don't bother talking to me. I love the part where they're all on the airship talking about 
what they think Aaron's thoughts are and how they think that Aaron is like not gonna want to really go through with this and he wants somebody to stop him and then that man presses the emergency meeting button so quick (laughs) (laughs) Aaron pressed the emergency meeting button on their asses they were like what the fuck they all just ended up in that place with the big old tree and yeah they were like he was listening to us yeah he was listening to them and they were like yeah we don't think Aaron Aaron doesn't really want to do this not our Aaron we can save Aaron Aaron's not gonna if we just have a conversation with him everything will be fine we can smooth it over it's no big deal and then Aaron's like emergency meeting (laughs) <laughs> and, and then he immediately tells them uh so the rumbling's not going to stop i'm going to continue to kill every little kid and every person that you see that's that's just not exactly where this is going you guys thought that there was a chance to like talk me out of it you guys thought that i didn't really really want to do this you guys thought that like oh maybe i have this bird and i want you to relieve me of it he's like no that's actually not true i'm going to move forward however I plan to take away the freedom of everyone else, but not you guys, because you guys are my friends, you guys are my family, you guys are Eldians. I'm not going to take the freedom of any Eldian ever, mm-hmm. but I will take everyone else's, and that is my goal. So that, <laughs> yeah, that I mean, emergency meeting was hilarious. Yeah, I mean, for, I think like it, it would subvert what he's fighting for if he took like their freedom, right? Like it doesn't yeah. make sense anymore. It doesn't make sense anymore if he does that. So it's it's well written in that way. I think. So yeah, I thought the same thing. I was like, is that a good? Is that a good plot point? Because obviously when reiner and all of the guys ask why do we still have our titan powers why are we able to do anything because Aaron can technically control all of us he can make us do whatever he wants he could why? just make them go fucking limp until he's done if yeah, he wanted to he could just accomplish his mission without any resistance basically and uh you know it would be a plot hole if they never addressed that like if they mm-hmm. never addressed mm-hmm. that if they established that the founding titan's power is to control all eldians we would all be like well this story is stupid now because why didn't Aaron just stop them all when he could have, but he is specifically choosing you guys are going to do what you're going to do. And I'm going to keep moving forward. And the only thing that can happen from this standpoint is we're going to clash because I'm not going to stop. And apparently you guys are going to stop and let me do what I want either. I'm not going to, I'm not going to blatantly remove your freedom, but that just means we're going to end up, he used the word fight. Mm-hmm. And when he said that he ended the emergency meeting and they were kind of just like, God damn it. Like he actually plans to fight us. He's, He's blatantly going to attack us now. And, and we saw when he manifested that beast Titan, he was like, oh, that shit was great because we were watching it. And I was just like, I was like, why does he look like he's made out of bones? Like, he's like all white. I was like, he, what the fuck is you know I mean? Like, he was like, yeah, he was Warhammer. It was the Warhammer. Yeah. Part. OK, I was okay. like, what the fuck? So I want, I actually want to touch up on this. Um, so to see, you know, going back to what you guys said about, you know, the families, you know, getting crushed. And we're like, you know, just fighting over each other, like the carriages, and yep. we're like pack pack trains trying to escape. It just transitions to Aaron, the like his actual like form when fused with the founding time. Mm-hmm. We kind of like saw it in the last season where we like we could saw a glimpse of like how big it was, but like oh. with oh, with yeah. the scale of like with the colossal titan and and now he is, I don't even know what you would call this size. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's, he's it's far. Like, Far bigger than the Colossal Titan. Yes. Like, it's not even close, actually. When you look at the Colossal Titans, they look like children um, under him. Yeah. And then we see the Colossal Titans, when you see people running from them, you realize that we, regular people, are like, we're not, we're less than, we're ants. Like, we're less than children to a Colossal Titan. Like, we're nothing. He's big enough that the Beast Titan and then the other Titans can fucking fight on his back like a terrain. bone. On one yeah. fucking bone, on his ribs. They were fighting, yo, Peak was on one fucking bone. I couldn't believe it. The scale of Aaron, I'm glad you brought this up, Gary. 
but like Everett's actual scale is actually way too big. Like it's incredibly big. They bombed him and nothing happened. Like literally, I don't think he took any damage. I'm gonna be honest. No, he just ate that shit. He's absolutely he tanked ate it. it. And like, yeah, yeah, like it was it was nothing. He wasn't concerned. Like oh. when he saw the planes, he was he was like, this is fine. Oh, like, there's a very good reason why he's like, yo, you guys can have your freedom. I don't care because look at him. Yeah, <laughs> I understand his talkiness. <laughs> But I am, uh, I was a little taken aback by, he did try to kill them blatantly. So when you think about it, the Beast Titan throw, like, we know what that does. They've shown it to us. Mm-hmm. They started off the final season part one, like, years ago, with the Beast Titan doing that that ball game thing. And we've seen it in season two when he first did the ball game as well. We've seen it in season three. There's a ton of times where you see the Beast Titan throw and how it just, absolute destruction. It's, it's like one of the most ridiculous attacks in the entire show. And uh, he used that on them blatantly. Like he used that mm-hmm. on them with the intent to kill them because that can't do anything else. And it's not like he threw it slow. It's not like he threw it with less power. When you saw the shit flying at them, I said, "Well, that's actually worse than rocks because it's made out of the material that the uh, the Titans can create, like the Warhammer Titan can create." Yo, yeah, like, he wasn't hard. throwing like blunt objects. Like it's gonna kill you if it hits you. Like this yeah, is if not he like, hit, a, like, like he's not throwing a literal baseball or something that like might right. just like damage you. It's like it's like, actually gonna pierce you and like you're going to like you know. If I mean? it yeah. touched any single one of them and they had to dodge it, like Mikasa and all them when they jumped down, they had to dodge his fucking attacks because those attacks were going to literally obliterate their bodies. So I don't know. That part shocked me that I was like, oh, he's actually trying to kill like that. You will kill your friends if you hit them with that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, like I know I mean, he did. He did call that emergency meeting and tell him, you know, I'm not playing no shit. Like this is real. Like we're yeah. gonna we're gonna clash here. Like this is what it is. Yep. I I don't gotta say like their reaction in the plane or whatever after the emergency meeting ended too was like pretty pretty well done. I thought like like because Mikasa especially had been like holding out hope that like yes they could somehow yeah. talk Aaron out of this and like everything would be fine and like very clearly he just stated like this isn't gonna be fine. Like I we're love... not going back to the way things were. Like it's just I love. Um, I really can't stress this enough. I love that he dropped in on them and he's been listening this whole time is what we understand now that he can just hear their thoughts and their conversations out loud, which is broken as fuck, right? So nothing is getting past him. He knows that they plan to use Armin for a nuke. He knows that like Mikasa has these conversations with Annie, for example. Uh, we oh, can talk dude. about that too. Yeah, go ahead. Finish your thought. Um, yeah, Aaron just knows everything. Like he's, there's no information that he's not privy to. So they're not going to really surprise him is the interesting thing, which means in my head, I don't really see how they could possibly win unless he does give up and go back on his word. Because as of right now, with, with that emergency meeting, at least with that confirmed to me is that he has perfect knowledge on every plot that they have, right? Like they have, they interrogated Yelena to figure out where he was going to go. And he just like, he's like, well, you think I'm going to do this, but I'm just going to do this instead. Like he, he just... He's just doing chess, but it's not fair because I know what your next move is, right? Like, that's just not mm. a fair game. But go ahead, Kenny. What do yeah. you want to say? No, I was just want to say you brought up the conversation with Mikasa and Annie. And I just, I think it's really cool to see Mikasa's resolve as well. The fact that she hasn't put the scarf back on yet. And then Annie calls it out because, you know, she hasn't been, really been around. But she asks, like, where is Do you still have your scarf? Where's your scarf? And then she just simply says, like, I have it. And I don't know. It's interesting because we know that she has the scarf and that. I don't know. It's gonna it's gonna play like some emotional point. Like a, yeah. that scarf's gonna come to play, and it's gonna be an emotional moment. And it's just it's cool to see her resolve because she's not wearing it. It's like she's not relying on Aaron, and she seems to be ready to do what she needs to do. But obviously, she's still holding out hope that she can yeah. talk to him. When we talked about this in our previous Attack on Titan episodes, we discussed how her removing that scarf is a fucking huge deal. She's had that scarf on for several seasons straight. We've never seen her without it. 
And if somebody ever does anything to the scarf, she freaks the fuck out and she'll attack you. Um, mm-hmm. So for her to remove it on her own accord, and it's I'm like not her sure, straw hat. Yes, and I'm not sure if she lied to Annie because part of me feels like we saw her leave that scarf behind. Like we saw her do that. I don't know if she went back to it off camera, but like we saw her remove it and leave it. So if she still has it, I'm not really sure that that's true. Like she says, I have it. And she just kind of, it's one line with her back turn and she walks away after saying it. They don't focus on it too long after that. The scene changes after that, but I can't help but to think to myself, is she telling the truth or, uh, that's true. Another thing that's not lost on me is that the Mikasa and her people, what are they called again? I forget they're like the Ackermans. The Ackermans. So Levi and Mikasa, they are still the only race of people, whatever you want to call it, that are unaffected by the founding Titans powers, as far as we understand. Like the whole mind wipe thing, it doesn't work on them because the first founding Titans uh best friend was an Ackerman, right? And for whatever reason, he just decided, you know what? Your entire lineage won't be affected by my mind-wiping abilities. I wonder how that's going to play into the ending. For full disclosure here, uh, I think all four of us, I don't think any of us actually know the ending of Attack on Titan. I don't think any of us actually know. Like, I I haven't read the manga. Um, I don't know. I haven't been spoiled either, thank God. But, like, I don't actually know. Which is fucking a miracle. Yeah, Yeah. I I haven't read the manga since, like, Manga chapters were around, I want to say, like, where season two takes place. Same. Maybe the start of season three. That's the last time I read the manga. Same. Yeah, I haven't read Yeah, I haven't read the manga much at all. I've read a bit of season two just because, like, season two of the anime wasn't that clear to me. So I read a bit of that. But, like, yeah. I, have, I have no idea what the actual, like, manga ending is or anything like that. Like, I don't have, you know, future knowledge of this. Yeah. Which I'm so happy about because it, it gives all of us, like, this exciting thing where, like, we're watching the episode and we're really waiting for what we're going to see next like yeah we don't know where this is going uh gary did you want to sound like you want to say something yeah yeah i just want to say i, I don't know what i haven't read any of the manga at all i'm just like purely anime only yep. uh but yeah that's it okay so yeah the whole mind wipe thing doesn't work on them i wonder how that plays into okay i can't just i can't walk past the beginning of this episode and like how attack on Titan started with mikasa mm-hmm. And saying, see you later, Aaron, and him waking up crying. Also, remember we talked about Falco waking up in the middle of that war? And, and he, he was said, saying, I was like flying around or whatever. He said, I was flying around with 3D maneuver gear with Aaron or something like that. Like he, it was really His statements were yeah. so strange yeah. because that yep. was the first time you ever even seen Falco. He's never met Aaron. He's never met Mikasa. He just, he's never seen 3D maneuver gear as far as we know either. Like, well, he probably did in training, but like he doesn't really understand 3D maneuver gear and they don't use it where they're at. Like, when they were in that war with those other nations that were just trying to attack them because they heard they lost some titans, right? They they attacked because they were weaker. Um, yeah. He, he didn't know anything about 3D Maneuver Gear in terms of how to use it or, like, flying around in it. So when he said that, when he woke up, we're like, what the fuck? This is another one of those Grisha Jaeger moments. You want to know something crazy, though, that I, I was thinking about? I was... That flash-forward flashback thing, when he, when he had a essentially a dream that he was flying around 3D Maneuver Gear... You could think of it as he, in his dream, is flying around, but he doesn't fully really know what was going on. Because here's the point that I'm getting to. We know that he now has the Jaw Titan. Yes. Because of whatever season. We also know the Jaw Titan is, like, very agile and, like, jumps around and shit. Yeah. So, like, 
if he ends up at the fight on this giant back of Aaron, he'll be jumping around in the sky, right? Jumping off his bones and shit. And so it's like he's flying around in the sky with Aaron. Like that's yeah, that's also you true know what I mean. Too. Like there's a there's or a just like ways, yeah, there's a lot of ways to interpret it because I remember his who was it, Gabby and his brother or whatever. They were they were like, what the hell are you talking about? Like you got yeah, knocked yeah, unconscious. Yeah. You got knocked unconscious. I mean, that was my reaction. I have no idea what he saw. I'm gonna be honest. Like, that was the scene I rewatched a couple of times, and I still don't really know what to make of it. We like, still, it's just yeah. Something I think. Till yeah, this day, I, I think really... that until we see the entire series, yeah. we won't be able to go back and understand what that meant. But I think what's cool about this, and this is the same thing with Game of Thrones, is that the more you watch it and the more you start from the beginning, uh, it gets it gets better and better because you're gonna know. Mm-hmm. Like once you know the whole series, you're gonna be like, oh shit, this was actually foreshadowed way back then. Because there's yep. definitely something weird going on with the timeline. Um, they're just well. Now we know time is a part of the show. Like it's not us guessing anymore. We know that the Attack Titan can actually influence your thoughts and kind of push you into doing things that you might not want to do. Again, though, my original point was Mikasa. I'm not really sure how it all plays with Mikasa. I wonder if Eren can even actually control her the way he can with everybody else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because, like, yeah, they made it a whole point about the Ackermans being immune. And I just wonder if, let's say Aaron does, as a last resort, say, fuck it, I am going to neutralize everybody. But then the only two it people who can still move is Mikasa and Levi. Yeah. And those are the, those are the two people you don't want to be able to move. You were talking about, like, how could they win? I mean, I think that's their, that's like, their trump card, right? Potentially, like, that might be like, how they can win. Levi is crippled, but I'm still confident he's better than almost everyone. Yeah, there. yeah, yeah. Like, I think the only person I got over him is his fucking uh, cousin, Mikasa. Yeah. Be- and only because he's injured. Mm-hmm. Like, only because he's, he's injured. He's all bandaged up, and he's like, okay, two fingers is enough. I'm like, what are you talking <laughs> yeah. about? He's literally squeezing two fingers. Yeah, that that should be me. Yeah, that was wild. Like yes. Levi is a Levi is a real one to be honest. He's, He's a great too much. Uh, yeah. I want to I want to back up quite a bit now to talk about Armin and Annie. So when I first watched the episode, it didn't really. I forgot some of the things that I knew before. Okay, so I completely forgot because Attack on Titan. It's been ten years actually, guys. It's been ten years since this came it, out. It came out twenty thirteen, right? Twenty thirteen. It's twenty twenty three. It's been officially Season ten one. years, and this is the first episode of twenty twenty three. And we haven't seen Attack on Titan in, until the last time we saw it was what? Be- the beginning of 2022. It aired at the beginning, like yeah, January, January, January 2022. So it's been well over a year since the last season. So I forgot some of the things that I knew. I didn't go back and rewatch all of Attack on Titan to prepare for this. So anyways, you know, I, I would have, but I didn't know this episode was even coming out neither. until you and me recorded the podcast on Wednesday. I think it was Yeah, La- the last episode we recorded. And at the end of the recording, you were like, oh, by the way, I just heard Attack on Titan comes out on Friday. And I was like, what? Mm-hmm. So I didn't have time to rewatch it. But before whatever the next episode is, I'll probably rewatch all of Attack Same. on Titan. The only reason I even knew about that is because I follow on our I Am Their Podcast Facebook page. I follow a shit ton of like anime stuff just so that when anime news is shared, I can just share it on our page because our page is like anime and Marvel stuff. So I follow a lot of those pages for our benefit. And they said in three days, Attack on Titan comes out. And I was like, wait, what? I thought it was fake. And then I looked at the, the comments and stuff and it was like, yeah, Attack on Titan's coming back literally this Friday. So um, talking about Armin and Annie, something that I forgot. Those two have some weird relationship romance going on, right? Yeah. And she talks about how it was so lonely when I was crystallized for like seven years or whatever the time period was. It was so lonely and I thought I was going to go crazy, but you and someone else kept visiting. Uh, you kept visiting me. It wasn't. Hungry. It was um, 
hatched hatch or something. It was Hitch. Hitch. He, yeah. Okay. So those two people, Armin and and Hitch, Hitch kept visiting uh kept visiting Annie over and over again while she was crystallized and she couldn't even talk back. And she was really thanking Armin about that. But then it got to this weird moment where he was like, she said, I'm, I don't know why you kept doing that. I'm sure there were a bunch of other girls that were pretty that you could have been talking to instead. And he said, you really don't know after how much I was teased about it. And she's like, no, I don't know. And he, his face, you know, he gets the little, he blushes. Yeah, he blushes. He blushes. The typical anime blush. The yeah. typical anime blush. And he starts looking away. And then she just kind of has the same deadpan stare into despair. And she's like, I really don't understand. And he doesn't really elaborate. But then when I watched the episode again, I realized, oh, shit. They did say that because he inherited Bert Holt's, like, colossal titan, and Bert Holt was in love with Annie, it is naturally making both of them like each other without them actually having to have a relationship. Because, let's be clear here, those two don't have an actual reason to like each other. Like, there's nothing that should be drawing Armin to her, and there's nothing that should be drawing her to like, because she likes him too. And that's very yeah. clear. She blushes when uh, Mikasa calls her out. She's like, I want to live peacefully. And she looks at Armin and his back is turned. And mm-hmm. Mikasa looks at Armin and she's like, when did this happen? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so there's this whole romance thing going on that's blatant. But I forgot that the female Titan and the Colossal Titan have like a history of being in love with each other. And that doesn't change. Even though the body changes of the person, she still has these feelings for him because Brothart was the previous user and i wonder if it goes further than that like we don't know if it goes to their prior owners too like the prior female titan who i don't even know who that would be but the prior female titan and the prior colossal titan could also have been in love with each other and this is just a relationship that's being passed down over and over and over again and that's a very interesting concept another thing about that uh situation that i think is kind of cool is that they they try to make it ambiguous because I think there's a part where I don't remember who says it, but Armin goes and visits Annie like a bunch of times. And then this is before she wakes up. And then they say somebody says, like, are you sure you're not being influenced by Berthold memories? Like, why right. do you keep going to visit her? Yep. And something that um is kind of cool is that on one end, you can assume that his memories or his feelings are being manipulated by kind of the the fading memories of Berthold, but then also, and and like Annie, but then also they did end up weirdly spending a lot of time together because he was one of the only two people to keep her company, and then he kept going to talk to her. So they kind of maybe developed this sort of like parasocial relationship as, yes. at the same time. Like their, their memories and their feelings being manipulated by like these Titan powers, but then also those Titan powers put them in the situation that sort of like parasocially like listen to each other and talk to each other and grow even more in like this weird way where they couldn't actually yeah. have a back and forth because a love story this late in the game would actually be bad writing if we're being honest like it this would not work in anything else but attack on titan it only works because of the way titans function in this verse mm-hmm. right like this would not be if they tried to introduce a love story during the apocalypse for any other anime you'd be like this is fucking awful right? <laughs> you'd be like who has time for that because literally annie is talking about i just want to live peacefully but like girl the whole world is being destroyed right now. Like, hey, actually, to be fair, she's behind where the world she, she is. Destruction. She is. She's behind the destruction line. So she she's is. good. But then at the same time, the person <laughs> yeah. that she loves is going to the front lines and yep. she's staring at him as she says, I just want to live peacefully. And Mikasa's like, wait, what? When did this happen? And so that, that scene for me was a big deal because I was like, oh shit, they can't help themselves. Like Armin actually can't help himself either. Mm-hmm. Like he likes her and she likes him. 
But they actually, so the cool thing is that despite the fact they have this like weird romance going on, uh, neither one of them is willing to budge on their resolve. She does not want to fight ever again. Okay. She's adamant about that. When Gabby and Falco came up to her, she was like, go fucking read a book or something like get it. Like we're not, we're not discussing war plans. We're not doing this and that. I locked you two in this goddamn room. I don't want to talk about fighting at all. She's talking about with that one lady from the Azama Bito clan or whatever they're called. And they're having their discussion. And the lady's like, oh, like I caused Jenna. I was the beginning of this genocide and I got to atone for that. I don't know if I yeah. ever will be able to. But Andy's like, I'm not doing anything. I don't want to do anything. She's her resolve is I'm not fighting anymore. I'm done. I'm fucking done. And so Armin is like, I have to stop Aaron no matter what. So Mikasa tries to basically gaslight her she's like well you know armin's going to go fight with us right he's getting on the, he's getting on the flying boat almost to try to say you should come because i think that her initial point was you haven't used the new 3d maneuver gear yet so you should go use it with reiner to practice and she was like yeah i'm not, I'm not going and she said there's no point basically like why would i test it because like i'm not going to be using this i'm not fighting and honestly like i kind of respect her point of view because like She's been through so much, honestly, and like being yes. frozen for that long has to be so mentally like taxing mm-hmm. on you. Like, I don't know if like like I didn't be able to function like Andy is like after all that time after just being like literally unable to do like jack all you know jack shit. Like you can't do anything. You're just probably yes. like it's kind of just like solitary confinement. If like nobody visited her, that's basically solitary confinement for like such a long period of time. Like it's yeah. kind of crazy. Like people did visit her, but I mean, you know what I mean. Like, it's, well, it's, you think about it, it is a pretty horrible life because now I guess we understand that she could not break out of it herself. Yeah, she yeah like she's just stuck there like i think you know, like i mean there's a reason like in modern day prisons and stuff like there's a limit on the amount of time you can be in solitary <laughs> it's mentally just not good for you like it's yes. really bad so like i understand why she's where she's at um yeah and you know i think true. like yeah so i i, I think uh go ahead gary uh this is just casually drop what the people on titan's actual powers oh, oh so yeah. that is a huge reveal that entire scene i actually so Today, when I rewatched it, that entire scene when they're just on the boat and it's the four of them, right? I wanted that scene three times because I'm still not quite sure what to think about that. And so I'm glad that we're having this discussion. We can all say what we think. But like that reveal on not only the female Titan, but Zeke's memories are Mm -hmm. it is it is fucking wild. And I think that that was probably the biggest thing to come out of the episode. Like emergency meeting was ridiculous because it's like oh i actually have been listening to you guys the whole time <laughs> so emergency meeting was crack but then the reveal about how the female titan works because remember i said i know she has a power but we never found out what it was yeah and I, I brought this up because they all because they all have a power they all do every they single all one. do the attack titan we didn't know until just now that the fucker can send back memories from the future that is insane the female titan apparently can ingest things and gain abilities by ingesting things. So she said, I was forced to eat all kinds of shit as a result. And now we understand that she could crystallize, but that's not actually the female Titan's ability. That's actually from the Warhammer Titan's ability. Yep. Yep. So what else can Annie do? Um, that is one thing. And then the other thing was Falco's like, Hey, I've been having dreams, but they're not really dreams. They're more like memories. And they're, they're not of Galliard. They're actually of Zeke because I ingested his spinal fluid. And the memory that I see the most is him flying through the skies. And not only that, I feel like I can do it too. Okay. So, mm-hmm. so remember, I remember, so you guys were talking about like, you know, Falco having these memories and just sort of like season four. I think 
this is related to that. But it's so it's so weird to me that this is like he has this uh, back then and now because he only adjusted the spinal fluid like very recently. Yes, that just happened. and he only and he only became a titan very recently. So he had this memory at the start of season four, way before all that. So I I still don't know what's going on. Like well, that that particular scene. I think that there are two different memories because the one he said he was in the three D maneuver gear flying around. And then this right. one, he said he was above the clouds flying. Now, right. I think there's a major plot twist coming, obviously. Yes. This, this screams, this screams plot twist. I just don't know what he meant when he said, I feel like I can do it. Mm-hmm. Like, I was flying, yeah, like I was flying above the clouds and I feel like I can do it. I don't know if that's a mistranslation. I don't know if I'm not comprehending it right. I don't know if there's a flying Titan, but like... Well, hold, wait, I think... I'm thinking about... Because he... Because he has Zeke's memories, right? Because of the spinal fluid, right? Apparently, yeah. we and didn't even know that that's we, how that works until now, though. And as far as we know, the Beast Titan, it's not always a gorilla. It's, I think he said, I think one of them, I think they said like, uh, what the, um, his his master said like it, it was like an alligator or something before. I, I don't remember. Like in season three, right? Didn't they say, I'm trying to, because his master said something about the Beast Titan. Oh, I forgot there was, yeah, there was a prior Beast oh. Titan. You think he's going to be like a bird Titan, basically, or something like that. Something like a fly, like some animal. Like so, what I'm, yeah, so his master wasn't a monkey. I don't remember what he said he was, but Zeke's, Zeke's previous, the be, previous Beast Titan, because they never actually show us what he was, I don't right, think. Right, right, right. I'm pretty sure he, he wasn't a monkey, and he said that like the Beast Titan was other animals. I don't remember exactly, so but anyway. So, my question is, Zeke manifested the Beast Titan to be a monkey because he had that little toy that was... A- yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot about that. Right. But my thing is, because this all has to come back to um, Falco, where it's confusing to me still is like, okay, you don't have that Titan, though. Yeah, but he does have Zeke's spinal fluid, which I guess influenced... I, yeah, you know what? Spinal fluid is what you need. That's what you yeah. need, right? Like, if I become a Titan... And I eat you, and you have one of the nine. I take that. I take that now, like I, because I yeah. get the spinal fluid of a titan. I, I now get that power. So, so he has the jaw titan, but he also had Zeke's spinal fluid when it happened. And, so and, and and Gabby said that he's. You think that he's now developing uh the beast titan's tendencies or something like that? Like he's now getting beast yeah. Titan she said she's like manifesting the beast manifesting. Titans. Yeah, that was what I, I think it was like manifesting the Beast Titan's qualities or some shit like that's that. So like, oh, fucking, that's so interesting. This because, is like, like, yeah, I think it's yeah because he, I don't, we haven't seen Falco transform yet, so like it turn into a Falcon. We have seen yeah, him so we'll turn, turn into Falcon. Falcon. Yeah, we've we've seen him transform. We, we've seen him transform. Remember he oh, went we have? control. Yeah, he went the fucking oh, yeah, control. Okay. Oh, and okay, he okay. did have like a bird beak. He did. His his jaw was like a beak. His jaw yeah, the fact that beat. his name is Falco is just kind of making this whole theory really oh, plausible. No. I'm not gonna lie, like it's just kind of it's kind of doing it for me. Remember his know. jaw when he transforms at the end of season four? His jaw is like a, a bone beak. Yes, oh, bro. You okay. know how hard it was for me to not just now type in Google. Uh, no, stop. Stop. stop, stop, stop. I'm, not, I'm not. I was gonna no, type no. in uh, Falco 
Falco Jaw Titan, but I know that that will not do what I want it to do. It will, will not. Act, that will yeah, actually do what is rewatch that. the episode. Yes. The old episode. That's the because only Because if you Google thing. it, it's bad. If I Google it, yeah. I'm just going to see Falco with wings in Titan form. And like, I'm going to know it, it's going to be a manga panel at that. Like, it's, yes. it's going to be a fucking oh manga panel of Falco because now Luke's pointing out his name is fucking Falco, for God's sakes. Like, how much more blatant can it get? <laughs> It's yeah, weird. like I, I, I think googling Attack on Titan things when you want to ask things is just—it's pretty banned. Like I did it yeah. one time and I got big spoiled. It was about like season two. I was like, there's something about the wall, and all of a sudden I see the manga panel with like all the Titans in the wall. I'm like, man, what the fuck? Yeah, you know, but, <laughs> like yeah. holy shit. Um, okay, so we all agree that it is a bit confusing on exactly what we heard in that boat scene with the four of them. Uh, but our speculation is that Falco definitely has. Some apparently, according to Gabby and everybody else, like he's manifested some of the Beast Titans' powers, but he also feels like he can fly. I I take it as he felt like he could fly. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah. Unless it's a bad translation, in which case we're gonna be pretty mad. But like, yes. I, I think it'd be, yeah. And I Zeke mean. Zeke's memories are not just his memories. We know that all Titan memories are memories of all of the predecessors. It's not just you yep. don't just get the previous person's memories. You get all of them. So like, yeah, it's kind of like the Avatar. Like it's exactly, like it's exactly yeah, like yeah. the Avatar state. So yeah. I wonder, because like you said, Zeke's is a monkey, but that doesn't mean that everyone before him was. And one of the openings or endings of Attack on Titan, I think it was an opening, yep. there were several animals that were gigantic. It was like a T-Rex. It was, I remember I a remember whale, a T-Rex. A whale. A whale. And they were all running next to the Beast Titan. They were. And uh, that never made sense back then. And I guess four seasons later, it's somehow... It's crazy that they would show something like that that long ago but this is again going back to the foreshadowing thing i feel like if you rewatch attack on titan like it's just going to get better and better because you're going well, to start to notice things do you remember i think we talked about it in our season four part seven review um one of the endings or openings of attack on titan from like season two shows season like two. the story of ymir like yes. the whole ending just shows like the <laughs> story does. of Ymir. When you go back does. and look at the ending with the hindsight, you're like, holy fucking shit. Yeah, that's just Dude, it. I just can't watch I can't watch openings and endings for Me this either. reason. Like I just I just I actually literally skip them like all the time. Like I'll listen I to the, the music just because I think the music is really good in Attack of Titan. Like I was gonna say that's another thing, like in this episode, a lot of the music I thought oh, was really good. Really God, well done. I mean it always is in Attack on Titan, it always hits like at the right moment. Yep. You know, like that scene with the airships or whatever, like the whole battle scene, like they have some music going on there. I was I was a fan of that, but I just can't actually watch them. Like I'll listen to them, but I cannot yeah. watch them because I just get spoiled so much in anime from that. Like it's agreed. It's, it's not really good. Bad. Yeah. yeah. Um Okay, so there's a couple there's a couple other things to talk about with this episode that we haven't touched on. It's crazy. We've we've talked about a lot. And yet, there's still so many things to talk about. So, uh, so number, hold okay. on. Before you, oh, go ahead. so on this on the memory note because we're still because since it's in this theme, there's something yeah. I've, I've been thinking about. Yeah. Absolutely. So how the start of the that episode, right, with the um with Aaron and Mikasa, and Mikasa and Aaron having a really long dream and him not being able to remember it, right? I think is key because something we haven't talked about yet before the emergency meeting. There's a part where we see Armin in the coordinate. Yes. We see Armin by himself in the coordinate. And then it like goes away and he goes, huh? And then like he just moves on with his day and like doesn't talk about like that never gets mentioned again. Aaron so called him there and said, isn't this freedom beautiful? Yeah. But then he leaves the coordinate and then he yeah. never brings it up, yeah. which tells me that just like the start of the episode where Aaron said, I feel like I had a long dream and I don't remember it. Armin was 
Armin and Aaron were in the coordinate, and then like when he left, Armin no longer remembered what happened while he was talking to Aaron. Yeah, I guess that we haven't really talked about that part too, though. But Aaron, after it was he... like because that made me do a double take. I was like, because he left the coordinate, and then he just goes and talks to Annie, and never brings it back he up. Doesn't bring it up that he just was literally with baby Aaron. I think that um, on the topic of the memory stuff. So Aaron, after he kills everybody, like at the end of that rumbling, there's a scene with child Aaron and he's holding his arms out and he's holding Mm -hmm, his arms out mm -hmm. in the exact same way that Yelena was, which I thought that was peculiar too, by the way. Uh, Remember Yelena randomly putting her arms out like that when the the airships came across the skies? Uh, Yeah, yeah. And I always thought that that scene, I love that shot. Like that shot of Yelena with her arms out like that, that shot is amazing. But like now that I see Aaron doing that exact same stance... I can't help but to think about it again. And in the context that Aaron did it in this episode, he was happy about destroying everything that's not Paradise Island. And he said that this is what freedom really is. This is the freedom that we really sought after. And he also brought up a thing about everyone beyond the walls um, who's who was able to see snow and sand and beaches and stuff like that. They're the people who really won in the end. They're the people who had real freedom this whole time. We mm-hmm. never had real freedom. And so as he kills everybody, he's like, this is, this is freedom. Like this is freedom. And he's happy. And at least in that moment, he seems happy about it. He calls Armin, his best friend in to witness that. Yeah. Interesting. It's interesting. Cause the way you're talking about it, are you saying like, like he's showing Ar- Cause Remember, Armin always wanted to see. Armin always wanted to see the lava and the snow and yes. the sand. And you the, can say the that books that he keeps talking what, about. What better vantage point? Because Aaron is literally walking over the planet right now. Yeah. What better vantage point to see the planet and everything you <laughs> wanted to see than from like where colossal, colossal Titan is Aaron right now? You know what yeah. I mean? I, I I like uh speaking of this whole thing. I'm I'm remembering more and more of the episode, but the part where Aaron was really sad and he said that i was so disappointed when i saw the outside world it was nothing like what armin and i thought it would be like and when he was crying saying that i got emotional i'm not gonna lie like i really feel so when reiner said like oh maybe aaron the burden is too much for him we know that that's true right like we do know yeah it's a lot that doesn't mean he's gonna stop though but it is a lot for him because his sorrow was all over this episode and mm-hmm. that part about how Armin, it wasn't anything like we, like what we dreamed. I'm, I was yeah. so disappointed. He's literally crying. Like he's fucking bawling tears, saying like, yeah, it just wasn't what we thought it was going to be. It's actually awful. Like, it's fucking awful. They're persecuting us from the moment we're born. We're basically persecuted and, and attempted to, to be killed. And it, it really sucks. Annie then says later on, when Mikasa is trying to get her to fight... She says, I'm not even sure that I want to help the people outside of the walls. The people outside yeah. of the walls are the same people that since birth have been coming after us. She was like, I'm not sure that I want to save them. Like, I'm not sure that Erin is in the wrong here. She actually blatantly tells Mikasa, like, I'm not even sure that I want to stop. Yeah, that's a that's a, a point that's kind of brought up a couple times in the episode. They say it again, the uh, Hanji and Hanji kind of agrees that like, what Aaron is doing is for the betterment of their people. Yep. But then she, once again, is just like, but like, this isn't right. I love Yelena too. Remember what Yelena said? Yelena was like, can we all agree that Zeke's plan was correct now? 
and everyone <laughs> has to hold that. Like you see Hanji turn around and she's like, yeah, you're right. Uh, Zeke's plan was better because look at what's happening. Yelena, Yelena just, she had to rub it in. It's like, don't say I told you so. Right. Cause Yelena was a big Zeke supporter. She was, you know, she's a Jaegerist, but she's Zeke first. And yeah, well, she's a Jaegerist because at the time she thought, Jaeger was doing Zeke's plan. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. She not... thought Aaron was going along with Zeke. Exactly. She was like a big. She was like Zeke number one. Like this euthanasia yeah. thing makes total sense or whatever. But yeah, I mean it's it's hard. Like I can't. Uh, you know, it's it's like us or them, right? Like I think the whole rest of the world was raised, or at least Marley was raised to believe that like this island is just full of literal devils. So like you know, I can't blame Aaron for becoming what they always thought he was. Isn't like, that crazy? How that oh works? Yeah, yeah, like dude. So when you guys talked about the bombardment, what you. For, I loved before they sent the, the the ships in to bomb Aaron. The guy was saying like, "We have to pay for our crimes. Like we treated these people like devils, and now like the devil has come. Like, that we, hatred has come we back. We turned, yeah, we turned them into this. Like we sent hatred to them, and that hatred is coming back to us. Like, and he was like, you know, this is the fault of us. Like this is our fault. Yeah. And all, like that was a really cool moment. Like his like last rally or whatever to yeah. send send the troops in. That part was yeah. insane, actually. Yeah, yeah that's the part where he just tells all. The, oh, sorry, go ahead. Go ahead. No, no, go, go, go. I was gonna say the part where he says, like, you know, to all the little kids out there, like, we failed you or whatever. I thought yeah. that was like so crazy. Like that was like so, that hit kind of hard for me. I was yeah. like, damn. There were a lot of scenes yeah. in this episode that made me quite emotional. We still haven't gotten to the most emotional one, at least for me. Um, yeah. But like, yeah, all of the last. This is our last stand, and then it doesn't do anything. Like they did the bombardment, and I thought that was a pretty epic scene. But all it did was make Aaron look cooler. Like, you just <laughs> gave him fire and explosions around him like a fucking Michael Bay movie. And now his walking just looks way more amazing than it did before. So he took no damage from what I can see. Like, zero, zero damage. And then he just retaliated with spawning a fucking beast titan. And I, they think that that's Zeke. I think that they're going to be shocked to no, find out that that is not actually Zeke. Because that's the first thing I thought. When I saw he was like all white i was just like that's i don't I was like i don't think zeke is in there i think they even showed us that the eyes were not alive like when they did yeah. the part where the eyes have those black lines that anime uses to show that somebody's not there yeah um, yeah 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 they, they do a shot of the beast titan the, the gray one and it has the black lines on it like if you go back and look at it the, the eyes are dead there's not a yeah. person in those eyes so yeah i mean i think you guys are 100 right but honestly like i'm not gonna lie until we had this conversation like i thought it was zeke like i was i got god like the, the whole the entire uh -huh. main cast thinks it's zeke so i'm just like yeah, uh, like, I, yeah, yeah. that was the war hammer titan's ability i mean you guys yeah guys definitely are right like i'm not gonna lie i'd be shocked you, if you're not correct but did yeah, you see like, it was like puppeteered it was like on a street yeah yeah it was yeah it was, yeah, um, it was like attached yeah, yeah, yeah. i was a little yeah, confused yeah, yeah. by that part i was gonna ask about that but i think we've had this conversation you guys have explained it so like it makes total sense but yeah uh, you know like it's just like you know from the main characters POV, they're all like, "Oh, we gotta get get him, like get yeah, that guy, like yeah, that's Zeke." Like they're all they love their eyes all light up. They're like, "That's our chance to win without hurting our friend." Like right there, <laughs> Yo, boom. I love Levi. Levi's on the boat on the on the flying boat, and he's he's single minded. He's just like, "I can do it." Like I can kill Zeke. <laughs> like like Levi. <laughs> Levi has one goal, and that's to go fucking six zero. All right. Like, yeah. <laughs> trying to go six so for sure he, Yo, he's gary, has, he's the, gary has the best take on this gary gary's all about this oh, oh my god so so we, we, you know, we, we levi was proposing the plan of like how, how to like defeat Aaron. he's like all we have to do is kill kill zeke i don't say the back of my mind he just wants to kill zeke because yes. he's a major pain in the ass that's it you know you know that actually want to like 
he beat Eren. He actually just wants to kill Zeke. Yeah, he just wants it. to kill Zeke. He's wanted to kill Zeke for a long time, and they kept telling him, no, you can't do it. And now he has the opportunity where he's like, I can actually do it. And even with two fingers, I'm going to get it done. Yes. Yes. He's, he's oh. literally like 6-0 against that man. That is wild. <laughs> zero diff every time. Like, every single time he zero diffs Zeke, I just think, how was this real? And even Zeke said, how was this real? Like, Zeke, Zeke was like, what the fuck? Like how are no, you? Zeke is like, is it, yeah, yeah. Zeke's like, is this guy really human or something? At yeah. one point or something like that. Like, yeah. First time so we saw Levi destroy Zeke. It was one one of the most insane moments. Yes, that's still probably like top five moments in all of. It is top five moments. Yo, in Zeke all gets so time. shook though. Like he warns other people. Like yo, like do not mess with it. Like you can yeah. fuck yeah. the rest of the humans, but like Levi, like if you see well, him, like maybe you know, look out. Like I don't know if you remember, but in that scene before Zeke ever met Levi, um, <laughs> Reiner and Bro told, told Zeke like, hey, there's only there's one, person. one of them. There's one you got to worry about, and it's this guy Levi. And Zeke's like, yeah, whatever. Yeah, like, Zeke doesn't take him seriously <laughs> yeah, at yes. first, and then after the first. Time they clash, he's like, "All right, you know what, guys? Like, we gotta take Levi seriously. Like, this, this, this ain't this is this is real. Like, like Levi is, yeah. And oh, one's a fucking problem. Oh my god, the actors, man, they, they're they're too much. Yeah, that's true. They're just not. Even Uncle they're Kenny was too okay. much. Yo, yeah, I was gonna say even Kenny was too fucking much. Yeah, Uncle Wait, Kenny was wild. Was, yeah, was wild. The, but with the guns? point, I think there's uh, there's one point of this episode we really haven't talked about. And that's like you know the new you know the new commander of the yes. The, so yeah. oh my okay. god, passing so just, the guard like uh, this choked. Uh, this did choke me up. Okay, so this I, part I actually got really emotional Friday and today when I watched it again today by myself. I genuinely was more emotional than I was on Friday because I watched it with a person on Friday. I had company over. We watched it together, and it was emotional and amazing then. But then seeing it again today by myself, I don't know why it choked me up so much. I guess because mm-hmm. I knew where it was going. But when the rumbling comes to the base that they all thought was going to be like maybe a safe point, um, they're filling up the flying boat. And then Flosh comes in, shoots up the flying boat's tank. So now it can't actually hold any fuel. And they have to like rush, do this rush job or whatever to, to get it fueled up and to patch it up and all this other stuff. While that's happening, uh, Hanji is like, it can't be any of you to slow down the rumbling because we can't expend any of the power of the Titans right now. Because at first, Armin's like, I'm going to go and stay back and hold them. You know, I'm going to hold the, the whole rumbling back or as much as I can. Obviously, he's, he's playing. Yeah, to die. I'm going to slow it down. Yeah, yeah. I'm going I'm to die, but I'm going to at least be able to slow them down. I have the most powerful Titan. It's not even close. So I'm going to go hold them back. And they're like, Reiner's like, absolutely not. It's not going to be you. It'll be me. And then everybody's just trying to take turns and saying who's who's going to go die, essentially. And we understand us immediately that whoever does that is, you're dead. You're fucking cooked. L- literally yep. cooked. Okay? So they're all deciding, and then Hanji steps in. She's like, absolutely not. It can't be any Titans. It has to be me. I'm the one who brought us here. And she says, after this point, uh, Armin, you are the 15th commander, which oh, that scene, right? Like, when she said that, bro, my fucking heart dropped. Because it's just so abrupt the way she resigned herself. And then and mind you, Hanji is not apparently not male or female, but I'm just I'm using she her pronouns to describe this person because it's just easier that way. It's also what they present as, or at least it looks as what they present as. So if anybody hung up on me calling Hanji a she, you know, it, it is what it is. I, um, 
But I didn't know this was a debate until. Is that actually actually real? Yeah. So Hanji, I did. I never heard that actually. Yeah, Hanji's not. Hanji is like not gendered. Like no, it's not. It's a genderless character. So yeah, until until like two days ago, uh, Connie brought this up to me. She was just like, in the manga, apparently it's not clear at all what Hanji's gender is. Um, or some people think Hanji is even a male in the manga, and uh. And the anime makes them present more female. I'm not. I'm not 100. But I had not heard of this until like this weekend. Oh wow! Yeah, I've heard of this a while oh. ago. I'm not sure who the first person who said it to me was, or if maybe I read it on some random, some random yeah. thread because I just see random shit all the time. But yeah, apparently, Kanji is not male or female. They never use she/her pronouns ever in the entire show. Wow. Or in the manga. Wow. In my head, she's always just been female. 100. Like, percent And then in my head too. Same. The same way I've been called Arshlor Christie a girl all my life, and Arshlor Christie is actually a guy. But like, yeah, I still sometimes call Christie a girl because I can't. Like, I'm I'm still trying. You've to done retrain. it for so long. Yes, I'm trying to yeah. retrain my brain and say that's actually not a girl. But the name Christia sounds feminine to me, and so the, and also just as a kid, I've been calling Christia a girl my whole life. So now, you know, being 30 years old and trying to be like, oh, Christie's actually a guy, 100. percent Like, it's not even a question. If you look at it in every other language. Like, for example, in, in Spanish, the name of Christia is actually Senor Christia. Like, blatantly, oh, sen- okay. that is the actual yeah. translation of Christia in every other language, is Senor. So it's not even, like, up for debate. It's just blatantly a guy. Anyways, uh, Hanji, Hanji's like, you're the 15th commander. A very emotional moment. And everyone is fucking shocked, including, and not expected, Levi. Okay? Dude, that part, this part got me, man. Yeah, like... She she gives this great speech about how, you know, now you're the commander. Give Levi shit. He's your subordinate. I now. love that part. Make yeah. sure you walk oh, the way. Oh, by the way, Levi's your subordinate. Like that yeah, shit was that's awesome. Insane to say, like, the most powerful person that we know, like out of everyone, is literally now your subordinate. So be sure to work him to death. Um, she gives him a couple other words and just turns around and starts walking away in like this really cool. She got two thunder spears. She's trying to be really cool about it. She gets to Levi. And Levi stops her and he doesn't really say much. He just kind of stops her because he doesn't want this to happen. And then she says, listen, I'm going to go make a really cool exit. Please don't fuck this up for me. Cause like, this has taken me everything to even do this. Like it's taken a lot. Yeah. And she really wants to like, she's, she's using this thing. I want to see the Titans up close. That's she's always been about. I want to see these colossal Titans up close. I want to study them. I always wanted to do this. And so she's trying to make it like this moment of, this is what I wanted to do. This is what I was destined to do. But at the end of the day, she knows that she's about to literally go unalive herself. And yeah. Levi, when she says, please don't, don't ruin this cool moment for me. He says, dedicate your heart. And like, she says, I've never heard you say that before. And that shit just broke me. Like, yeah. It fucking <laughs> broke me. Okay. It's there's something about, first of all, the, the attack on Titan salute, this that salute is like such a cool like it's literally them putting a stake in their heart like that's the point of the salute and it's all for your heart because like doing that job throughout history before they knew the the world was like you were going out to die literally you were you were going out to die to like push humanity forward and it's like all for your heart and the fact that the fact that she was like, I've never heard you like say those words or do the salute. She also did. There was like a cool moment. I forget exactly what she said. I think she said something along the lines of like, do you think they can see me? Or like, do you like talking about oh, the other commanders? And Levi, God. and Levi was like, Levi was like, don't go like, don't go sounding like him now. And like, we know how much Erwin means to Levi, yes. Levi and like, 
Okay, so that's a big point. The part where she says, um, do you think our fallen comrades are watching? Mm-hmm. And immediately we think of Erwin and Sasha and everybody else that has passed, right? So many people, hundreds of people, literally. But she's like, do you think that our fallen comrades are watching us? Do you think that they see us? And do you think I'll be able to meet them? Like, yeah. That, that, oh, that shit is hard. And she kind of does meet them, right? Like She does. Yeah. Literally, yeah. She, does. Was, she like literally, literally meets them. So she I mean, says, that, do you think we can nice stand? to see her get that, uh, yeah. yeah, she says, do you think we can stand tall in front of our fallen comrades? Are they watching? Like, yeah, and he's like, don't go sounding like him now. It's like, it's so emotional. And then when she gets fucking stepped on, and then next time they show her, she's like, she wakes up and she has no injuries, and like the sky's blue, and yep. she's like in a footprint. And then she sees like Irwin, and then all of these other comrades that have Sasha's followed. There, it was, it was I such a beautiful the first time scene. I, watched it. I only saw that the second time I watched it, that Sasha was actually present. Okay, so... She goes and takes off, and I don't think we've ever really seen her go off like this. She was on some acronym. She goes shit. in. She yeah. goes in. I was very impressed, actually, with the scientist, the commander, being able to fight as well as she could. Like, she went out crazy. The Can we talk about the animation in general for this episode? Okay. <laughs> like we, we, The animation is insane for this Hanji scene. Like, the way she's going through the buildings, weaving through the titans through their legs... Uh, yep. Going, she's going up and down and up and down, all kinds of like crazy maneuvers that I just did not expect her character to be capable of. And I guess it's the adrenaline rush as part of it, right? Like at this point, you're she's kind of fighting with reckless abandon because yeah. nothing matters anyway. She's loving it, like in a way, like she's yes, like her cape catches on fire to make her look even more badass. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that was that was sick. That was I, yeah, I think, like you said, really good job. Oh, go ahead. Like this could have been like like I think if you know this like they could this could have easily been part of a movie like the, the level of animation oh yeah like, like if they just smooth a few scenes out maybe or something like I think that they had a little more time for this easily movie level for sure a hundred percent so yeah. the animation of this was that I, high and uh, yeah I loved like you know because on one end you go how is the single singular person even going to slow them down to any degree right. then you realize like she's making them these big because the colossal titans are colossal she's tripping them and making them fall so they right. fall over each other which to slow them down just enough to yeah, hopefully give her comrades time amount. to leave it's just yeah. seconds it's literally seconds that she's buying them literally seconds by the way um because th- yeah. it is it is actually wild how hopeless this situation actually is i mm-hmm. i think that the beginning of this episode really was to show us how hopeless everything is i uh when they were announcing what the rumbling was a long time ago i used to think that doesn't even sound that bad like all of these costumes <laughs> come out of honestly when they said the costumes were gonna come out the wall and they were gonna just start like stomping the earth to the ground in my head because we have seen the costume a couple times i just couldn't imagine that they meant literally stomp the Stomp the ground, like flatten the earth. Like, flat, <laughs> they literally meant flatten the earth. Maybe. Like, I don't know what else to say. Like, I'm trying to <laughs> describe this in a better way, but they said early, like in season two, they were like, yeah, they will flatten the earth. But, like, literally, that's what they're doing. Not even like yep. figurative. They're literally flattening. It's literally the just earth. walking. Like, that's, it's not like yeah, they're fighting. Like, they, they are walking. They're not doing anything special. They're walking forward, and that is killing every life form that is around. Everything is dying because they're just walking. And I also realized that you can't get away from it. Like once it shows oh, up, no. there's nowhere you can go. I didn't know if you that can it, see it. Yeah, it's it's done. It's too late. I kept thinking to myself, well, can't you just like 
Okay, I have some really silly ideas. I'm gonna just say them anyway because this is our podcast, and I think that people will probably be <laughs> they'll probably find me a little funny, even though I'm clearly stupid and s- silly about this. But I thought there was a time now, not be- it was before this episode. Okay, so before this episode, I thought that you could literally, when they all start walking forward, that you might be able to like run around <laughs> the fucking. <day. laughs> <laughs> yeah, are you just like going in between their legs real yeah, quick or yeah, something? Yeah. Little... I was like, maybe you could like, like, oh, this Titan just took a step, so like stand there, and then like dodge the next one. Like, I thought that maybe you could like bob and weave your way through. You're yeah, like yeah. an NFL running back dodging what's, the tacklers. You're just like yes. fucking like. What's yeah. crazy, and you don't think about this, and you brought this up earlier, right? It's not like they were trying to kick debris all over the place. They, they were simply walking. And you don't think about it, but like when we walk through dirt and mud, like the mud and the dirt kicks up. It does. And we're, you know, so these 50 meter high things that are just walking, like buildings are dirt to them. Like they're, so the mud and dirt that we kick up, like that's what these buildings are. So like there's no running through their legs. Like, yeah, there's nothing you could do. Yeah. In fact, when the yeah. foot- Even if they do, Oh, uh, there's just steep. Just, so, uh, yeah, I was going to get to yeah. that part too. Yeah, um, yeah, okay, all right. And that's what actually ended up happening to Hanji. But what I realized in the, the beginning, and I think that's why the beginning of this episode is so fucking important, they want you to understand that there's nothing that anyone can do, okay? Once the rumbling starts, it actually is the real deal, and they actually will flatten the earth, literally, not figuratively, uh, which is so funny to me that it's fucking literal, like literally that. But yeah. the feet, when they stepped on the people, you saw that you can't run fast enough you can't do it like nah. there's you can't even it's be on the possible. fucking you can't even be on a horse like horseback doesn't yeah. even matter they were like they're just so large like their strides are too big like they're covered yeah, they're so much ground like it's just not it's not realistic but i think like you, you know like to, like to the point of like hanji actually being able to slow them down like that also is kind of like their downside to some degrees that they're not actually like super intelligent they're not like mm-hmm. trying to defend themselves in any way they're just like they're just walking, right? Like that's all they're yeah, yeah. told to do is just go flatten the earth. So like you can, you know, maneuver and outsmart them to some degree, but like at the end of the day, the raw power is just gonna get overwhelm you. Yeah. Um the only issue like I had with that like part of the episode was that like when they asked the mechanics like how long would it take to fix the tank or whatever, they said like an hour. And it's just hard for me. Like I wish they didn't specify like oh yeah, they should have said I didn't know like because like the, the at least maybe it's just a bad translation or something but they said because i don't know you know japanese but they said an hour in the in the the dub or whatever you know that i saw under the translation and like that just felt like too long to me like, i don't believe that she held There's off the rumbling no solo way. for an hour so, so like that they, part kind of yeah they kind of addressed that so they said it would take an hour but it was an hour in order to like fill it fix it like completely fix it whereas like she bought them enough time for them to like do a, a shitty patch job and then like maybe get half a tank they like, only uh, that's yeah the other thing. they didn't actually yeah. do with it the, so they intended to get it back to form like perfectly and i guess that that was the hour i think that they literally rushed that shit and the plane was at the end of the episode the plane was coming down like the plane yeah, yeah, was, the plane was just crash landing you know? <laughs> they were just out of fuel like they're just straight out there's like the, you see the rotor stop spinning or whatever <laughs> like, like literally it's just an object falling like, yes yeah. it, it was not a good job but it was the and, job that they had like and also consider like it it's it's interesting when you think about it they needed to, they had a plan for how far they needed to go to catch up with Aaron, right? And so if they were to take another hour, like, they would have enough fuel to get there. So they crashed, but, like, they had less distance to go because they they spent less time preparing, if that makes sense. So, like, they were able to catch up to Aaron even without all of the fuel, with 
with the plane basically crashing because technically Aaron didn't have a full hour to continue walking where they were going to attend to meet up with them. If that makes sense. Yeah. Right. Yeah. It doesn't make sense. Yeah. I mean, like, yeah, obviously they didn't do the full job. They attended or whatever, but that part was kind of like, I just, I think they could have just not specified the amount of time. Like, Oh, we're just going to get working and like you buy us time or something, but that is a minor thing. And again, like you said, it could be a translation problem. It could be, it could just be like, in the manga chapters, it makes more sense because maybe the Titans were further away. Because you see the steam long before you ever see the actual Titans, right? So it could be that the anime depiction of it was a bit off, and that mm. they should have just showed steam in a distance. And yeah, that could that could have been it. That's definitely the, true. Yeah, because yeah, you could probably spot them for a long time before they actually arrive on shore, right? Well, that's why it's called the rumbling because you fucking you, you feel, feel it, you feel it, and you <laughs> see it. So it's a it's a Dude. visual thing and it's a like what the fuck is that steam? I don't yeah, know. I mean, you see the cool shaking on the table or whatever. Like the mechanics are like bad. It gets worked. Like oh, we'll just like get going and like you see the tools literally start shaking on the table and it's like crazy. You know, yeah. you're like oh fuck, like what is that? Like yes. and then they all know what it is. Like they all they're like oh yeah. no. Yeah. I do want to say, and it is a rant, but you know what? I'll take it because I love Attack on Titan. Flosh, Flosh hanging on to the fucking boat with a bullet wound for however long that boat was going. Like for him to come out and start shooting people, I was why like, "This man, just Odin. Why, this why man is, is a fucking rant." Like, why is he just Odin though? Like, can we can we talk about like why Flosh is Odin? I don't yeah, understand. Yeah. That was wild. I think that's probably the most suspension of disbelief that I have to have with this anime. Yeah, though. yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, I gotta, I'll take it, but it is a rant. But I'll take it. Okay, I agree a thousand percent because I thought he was dead. Last season, I was like, okay, he's I mean, dead. He was. And he, was he, came, he came back. I was so bad. I was like, are you serious? Yeah, and just to shoot the tank up, I was like, um... I'm not yeah. a, I'm not we got the really cool Mikasa like... skin. I liked she fucking, with her hip, shot him in the neck with the, yeah. with the hook. That was, was brutal. Like, oh my god, why was that so brutal? <laughs> like, Dude, that, she, was, that was swift. Like, she was she... relentless, but... I mean, Frazier, if you remember before this episode, I told you it was, like, one person I was really glad was finally dead. Well, it was Flock or whatever. Like, I was oh. like, man, I'm just like... I was like, because I was like, this... When I saw Flock return or whatever, I was like, this is some nonsense. Like, get him out of yeah. here. And then he, like, yeah. instantly gets killed by Mikasa, and I'm like, alright, fair He enough, got brutally like, murdered, too. It wasn't yeah. even like a... Um, that was brutal. To have that 3D yeah. movie go into your fucking neck? Yep. Yeah, that's how that hurts. Like he was just bleeding out from his neck. Like he was still alive. About, for a it's strong enough to go into buildings. So yep. he was. <laughs> think about that, guys. Like it's strong enough to go into fucking skyscrapers and attach to them. So yep. she yeah. used it on a human body. Like that man was dead as shit. Yeah, he was it, so dead. Yeah. It felt good to watch. <laughs> I thought you oh, were talking about Hanji, uh, Luke, which I'm so glad. Oh. No, no, I'm actually, I mean, I, I don't know, I didn't, like, you know, love Hanji or anything personally, but I, I wasn't, like, happy when Hanji okay. died. I, I was, was afraid, yeah. when I said, oh, shit, when you text me that on Discord, it was like, I'm so happy a certain person died. I was like, yo, Luca's sadistic as fuck. Like, she's kind of annoying, but damn, like, I'm glad she's dead. I forgot that Flosh also died in this episode. And, like, to yeah. me, he died last season, so I didn't even consider him alive. Yeah. Right, right, right. I mean, I thought the same thing as you, but then when I saw he was alive, I'm like, all right, this is this can't go on. Like, get yeah, him out of here right now. Like, yeah, like, what the hell is this? Like, I'm happy that it was swift because he showed. Because I was watching and like, you see him creeping in the background of a scene, and I was like, what the fuck is he doing? Oh wait, really? Like, I said that out, yes, if you look at the scene, I said it out loud. I was with Connie, Ant, and Kevin, and I'm we're watching it. We're watching the uh, the episode, and then I see fucking Floch creeping in the background and i was like 
what the fuck is he doing here? And then he starts shooting, but you see him creep in the background of the scene. I was like, what the I fuck? Did, I did, and I watched it twice now, and I still have not seen that part. Um, although yeah. this time when I watched it, I wasn't, I didn't watch the screen as much as I did the first time. I was definitely in and out of my phone, like texting yeah, and yeah. stuff like that. But I would like but yeah, you, to make sure, yeah. You can see him creeping. And when I, as soon as I saw him, I got kind of annoyed because like Luke, I was, I'm, I'm done with him. Like I'm, I'm done with him. I was yeah. happy he was gone. And then, so I'm happy that he, he showed up for a second just to give us another brutal death scene. I was like, all right, cool. Like, fuck that guy. I mean, like, part of that thing is like the, the way his character is like written or whatever. Like you're not supposed to like that character. Right. I don't think. And yeah, I think like, it's yeah. just one of those characters, you know, like Cersei or whatever in Game of Thrones. Like you're not really supposed yeah. to like, like them. Like it's just, so yeah, it feels good to see him get what Agreed. was coming to him. But yeah. I think uh, the other thing about Hanji's amazing scene is, and Gary brought this up. So even if you somehow manage to, I don't know, damage a Colossal Titan or like survive the stomping part of it, I, I don't know how you'd even do that. But if you did, the actual fucking steam creates fire, literal fire. Mm-hmm. And in the beginning of this episode, they showed a lot of different types of deaths. So they show the kids getting stomped on. They also show people literally engulfed in flames screaming. Like there was a scene that they just show bodies up in the air like this, like with their hands up and they were just on fire and black, like blackened. And then they also showed a guy commit suicide. You just see a guy shoot himself in the head. as Yeah, the yeah, yeah. So I like that they showed all of that. But the steam part in the beginning was mainly to show you when it gets to Hanji. And we knew this from when they swam last season. The swimming was scary, too, because when they swam, they took out an entire Navy fleet by just swimming yeah. past. They didn't do anything special. They just swam past and they took out an entire Navy fleet. Okay. I'm so happy they swim just on a side note. I'm so happy they don't do this. I don't know if you guys have seen Godzilla versus King Kong. That movie sucks, but there's a part in the movie where Godzilla and King Kong are like standing in the ocean. And I was like, they're not that tall. Like they can't stand in the middle of the ocean. And so I'm happy that the, the colossal that the titans don't walk through the ocean because it's like they're not that tall. like they're yeah, big they are but they're big, not but big they're enough like... to stand in the ocean yeah that would be silly um but they do swim and they create steam no matter what they're doing they're always steamy so as they're walking past and and flush is doing not flush uh hanji is doing her thing weaving in and out attacking him she runs out of her thunder spear she only had two anyway so she thunder spears and then she starts using her actual like swords um, and she can fight. She's cutting the necks, cutting the napes. They start falling down and all this other stuff. But at the end of the day, it gets to a point where she realizes they need more time. I think she actually says it out loud. They need more time. And it's like question mark, exclamation mark. Mm-hmm. And so she realizes this isn't cutting it. Like she's trying to stay in the front where it's not hot. It's not as, as hot. She's yeah, trying to stay yeah, in the yeah. front. She realizes this isn't cutting it. I have to actually go to the rear guard now. Like, I can't just stay in the vanguard. I have to kind of go a little further in, and the second she goes deep, the second she goes deep, her fucking cape catches on fire, and not only that, because, like, she looks back for a second to see everything catching on fire, but, like, everything on her catches on fire. Almost yes, instantly. very soon after, yeah. And When the she, cape catches on fire, she almost seems to enjoy it, though. She's almost like, she's like, I don't know, I, the guy, I thought that yeah. was a really cool scene where she, like, looks back at the cape and she's just like, you know, like high eye or like hot or whatever. Yeah. And she's like, yeah, and she's, yeah, like yeah. she almost looks like happy. Like she gives a little yeah. smirk or something. She wanted I to look cool. like, yeah, I mean, she's like, she wanted to go out in like a blaze of glory and she literally did. So yeah, you know, that's, blaze of glory. Yeah. Attack on Titan, man. That's that scene. That scene of her. I never thought that she would go out in such an epic way. That was probably one of the most epic things I've seen since Erwin charged the beast Titan. Yep. Like, honestly, 
she went out she went out she had a really good death. that's how you do like a good death for a, for a long-standing character like she died and like i was i'm sad that she died but me too i'm happy that she went out like the way she went out it was like i even because if she just if she just got stepped on and yeah, that's like, not... like it would have been like oh come on i even like that uh so when she explodes in the air you see mm-hmm. her falling and everybody is crying on the airship. Like everybody yeah. on the flying boat is looking at it, including everyone is sad, including Levi. Like Levi even says, um, goodbye, Hanji. Yeah. And you see her falling from the sky engulfed in flames. You, they don't like show her literally, but they just show like a ball of a person falling to the ground as the Titans are still um, coming to destroy that base. And that, I don't know that whole thing was really well done, but to die burning like that out of the air, it's such a brutal... Everything about the way Eren is just carrying this shit is is really brutal. Like I said, it's easier to root for genocide when you're not actually witnessing it. But, like, <laughs> seeing it is believing. Like, my stance is... Uh, I don't even know anymore. Like, I'm, confu- I'm is, as confused as Eren Yeager now. It's tough, because I think, like, for example, and I, I think we're all in agreement in that Aaron is very much believable. He's understandable. It's like everything that he's doing makes sense. It's like it all tracks. I just don't necessarily like e- as much as I'm rooting for him. I'm also saying like, I don't think you're doing the right thing, bro. Like, I think it's I don't think it's right. But at the same time, I completely get it. And I yeah. can't really say you're wrong. Yeah. Just watching a bunch of innocent people and children die. I'm like, OK, I can't. That part hurts. Like that part just yeah. hurts. seeing the kid, like the unborn children, the lady who was walking by him pregnant when he was walking through Marley. Yeah, like all these people's hopes and dreams and their futures—they're all going to just cease to exist. Yeah, Jerry, that's an amazing. Yeah, that's the that's pretty much the whole theme of the show. They're 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 pretty much like two sides. One one is one is the Marleys, one is the uh, aliens, and well, the Marley side is like, well, all the aliens are going to kill us, and if they live. The rumblings could happen, and you could stop. You could sign with the Marleys, and that's that's a, that's a that's a side of the argument you could take, or you could sign with the Elvis, and because the Marleys were attacking us, well, we have to retaliate back. So it's like yeah. there's this constant like theme of like uh, I don't know who's exactly there. There's no like true, truly right. Uh, right. Answer. It's a very gray show. It's a very gray. It show. is because before they had me on Team Aaron hardcore until he started actually killing kids. I was like, oh shit. <laughs> Yeah, well, well, Ryder and Burhol at the very, very beginning of the show pretty much did the same thing. They did. And Aaron said, it's this, when he said, I bet this building is teeming with uh, life, Aaron said, I could feel it. Mm-hmm. Before he exploded and killed all those people in Marley, he said, I can feel it. this building, this apartment building, because of that speech, is teeming with life. Like, there's a ton of people here to watch because this has a good vi- It's like a good view to the stage, which is also why Aaron chose it. But he made the decision to blatantly transform and at that time i don't know what was going on but his attack titan was huge like it was mm. way bigger than it usually is you know how it has like different sizes that yeah, shit when he true. transformed in marley was fucking gigantic it was so big <laughs> and uh yeah i do like that they're making you question whatever side no matter what side you chose right you're going to question it at some point watching the show because they show you the horrors of marleyans like Commander Magath, he was an awful person. Is that his name? He was a yeah, awful. Yeah, Magath, yes. He was, he was a horrible a, person. He was a horrible person. The way he treated the kids that were eventually going to become the people who attacked Paradise Island and just his views on the Eldians and the way Eldians are treated in general is so fucked up. It's racist. It's awful. Second-class citizens, then their family are, is forced to wear these... Everyone's forced to wear these armor. Yeah, it's really segregation. It's like segregation. It's actually, yeah. 
Yeah, it's, it's like literally bad. wild. It's the whole thing, like everything about it is fucked. Like everything about it is awful. And then you look at the LDNs, and it's like, well, on the other hand, they have been responsible for erasing entire cultures because of the Titans. I yeah. think that when Willie Tiber is giving his speech, he says that there are entire cultures that used to exist that no longer are present anymore. Like, imagine, and I, I brought this up in one of our episodes. I said, imagine like Asian people or black people as a whole do not exist at all. Mm-hmm. Like, literally, an entire race that you've just your whole life Asians have existed, blacks have existed, like Indian people have existed, whatever, like every Pakistani people, like there are just so many types of people that exist, and you just that's just life, right? Like you just see all these different demographics of people. You go to New York, it's a melting pot. And that's one of the great things about certain places is that all of these different groups and cultures come together. Like New York is one of the places where so many cultures come together. Just imagine removing an entire like Puerto Ricans just gone. No Puerto Ricans, they're just they do not exist. They've been wiped out because of Eldians. So I get where the Marlians are like, these people are the worst thing that could ever happen because they've erased history like they've erased people yeah. from history so it's it's so hard to pick a side because you start off seeing one side but then you see the other side you're like well shit it's also funny too though because it also goes to show that like as much as you condemn people for doing for like abusing their power as soon as you get the power you go right like people go and abuse it like the marlians condemn the Eldians for abusing the power right yeah. but the Marlian military just uses the Titans to yes. go to war and take over other cultures and countries. That is actually like, true. I forgot they do about the that, same. Yes. They like they literally do the same thing. Like they condemn the Eldians for what they did with the Titans, but then they have the Titans. Like they have more Titans at the start of the series before yeah. we. They have more Titans than the Eldians do, and they've been using those Titans for the last however many years to win wars yep. and to be the the leading superpower yeah. of the world very yeah. hypocritical for sure i also think like i don't know like uh i, I think like I, at the beginning I, or throughout the series i definitely tended to side more with the aliens just because like the marlians feel like they're punishing the aliens for like the sins of their ancestors if that yes, makes sense like i think is, yeah you know like the like aaron and like the, you know mikasa and like them like they didn't do any of this they didn't wipe cultures off the face of the earth like they just as far as they knew like they thought they were the only people you know in existence or yeah, whatever they, like they're in these walls keeping them safe or right. whatever like they're pretty innocent kids at first so like the marlians yeah. are not to be demons just like from birth so like that to me is like kind of kind of saying like they grow up in this fucking horrible situation where they deal with these titans destroying their lives and stuff and it's like the marlians were just like at the end of the beach turning people into titans and fucking sending them in like yeah yo, that's actually that was unreal actually but also like i think the sides have just become so great over time because like you kind of have this intermixing of like marlians and eldians over time and like yeah i mean the survey core for all intents and purposes really doesn't exist anymore like it's not right. really like they say like you know you're the commander now but like let's be honest like you know like what 50 percent of the core core is just like now we're gonna side with the jaegerists and like yeah. you know like it's just they're killing each other like there's just not really order anymore like that like the military police can't control fucking all fuck all inside you know anything anymore yeah, like it's just everything is broken down so like it's just not it's hard to you know know who's in the right and who's in the wrong i guess it is going to yeah. be interesting to see the after regardless of because okay what's kind of funny is regardless of whether or not they stop aaron aaron already killed a lot of fucking people yes that's the other so, thing regardless of whether or not they stop him it's going to be very interesting to see what the aftermath is because even Eldia is like not in a unified state right now, right? Well, well that was Mikasa's argument, right? Was that like Aaron, you can stop now, like you've killed 
you know, so many people, like, they're not going to fuck with us for, like, a long yeah, time. Like, but you the can opposite just stop, could like, be true. Yeah, I mean, to me, I, I agree with, like, with your assessment, phrase. Like, I think if I was the rest of the world and, like, Aaron suddenly stopped, right, I would be like, all right, that island is getting just nuked. Like, yeah, we, we, we are ending... We have to like delete that island from the world. Like, yes. I don't know what has to happen. And then but, it starts yeah. again, right? That's that's the cycle. Yeah. The cycle continues if that because after what he just did, even though he didn't get to wipe out, let's say he stops now, he doesn't get to wipe out the entire world, but he wiped out already so much, okay, that everyone in the world is terrified now. And no matter what you do, no matter how much atonement you try to do, no matter if you go back behind the walls, erect walls with the titans, take them back and say, I renounce war, sound familiar? Um, even if he did that, I feel like everyone on the outside would still find a way to, to come in and kill them because... I feel like they just call bullshit, you know? Like, they wouldn't believe Yeah, that. well, that's... Um, what I'm saying is the story of Attack on Titan is literally that. The founding... The first ever uh, Titan guy, the founder guy, king, whatever, he decided to renounce war, right? So anyone who gets that power of the founding Titan, they actually become a pacifist against their will. Um, if you have the royal blood, so it's mm-hmm. supposed to pass to a royal, and then if a royal gets it, they can't actually use it. Uh, and then you have to become a pacifist on top of that. And despite the fact that all of these things have happened, it doesn't stop the outside world from coming after you because of what you did already. So, Aaron, if yep. you stopped, they already showed you. It's kind of like a, a moot point that Mikasa is making. Like, oh, you showed the world the power of the Titans. Uh, surely they won't come after you. But like the founding Titan dude, the first one. The one who made the walls and everything, he tried that, and they kept coming after him. And he said, "I accept it." Like, yeah, his his choice like, was. Go ahead. No, I'm just agree. Like, yeah, he renounced war. He he put the walls up to protect themselves and to like stop. You know. Yeah, he but was like, at the end of the done. day, like, he I'm said, "If the world, will, I think when Willie was giving a speech, he said, "Like, if the world should ever come to get revenge for what we've done, we just accept that." And Aaron's like, yeah. "I." Aaron literally said, "I don't accept that." Mm-hmm. Aaron's like, I do not accept that. I blatantly do not accept the whole, oh, when the world rises up and comes to kill us, my mom should get eaten? Like, no, Reiner, why did my mom have to get eaten? It always comes back to that question. Um, and then the episode ends with a question, and then we can kind of end it here. So Armin, when he gets on a, on top of Aaron's new body, he said, I have one more question for you. And he's like, um, what do you say? When do you feel free or what is it exactly? He says, like, no, he's, he's, I think he says, like, do you really feel free? Or like, he says something like he questions because Aaron has been claiming that he, he right now freedom. is freedom. And Armin says, like, like he basically just questions. I don't remember the exact wording, but he questions whether or not Aaron really has freedom. Or yeah, like, it's like, are you really free? Something along those lines. He asks him, like, are you really free? And uh, I wonder if he means, because you brought this up earlier, Kenny, is that Aaron is a victim of future Aaron. Yeah, right? like he is basically being controlled in a way by the Aaron of the future, sending back all of his shit to make the Aaron of the present do his bidding. And yeah. and Marley, when he's crying and having despair and talking about justice, he's like, I assume that nothing worked out for us. So I kill all these people. Like I saw the future. The future is that I kill every single person here. And, I, and that, that means that we did not succeed in any other way. And I think even Hanji says... I failed. I didn't offer Aaron any solutions. Like when Yelena said, I want you guys to admit, admit it. Fucking Zeke was right. The euthanization would have been the best thing for everybody. And now we have to deal with this colossal disaster that's happening because you guys failed to basically show Aaron any other way. Mm-hmm. And Armin, 
Armin could be onto something when he says, like, are you really free? Are you doing your bidding? Or are you doing the bidding of the future, Aaron? Um, For what it's worth, I just pulled up the episode and the exact quote he says is like, in what way are you free? In what That's... way are you free? There you go. Thank mm. you. Uh, thank you so much for that, Luke. Because I was like, I don't, <laughs> I, I couldn't even figure out how to get to the episode fast enough. But yeah, yeah, yeah. I just figured while you guys were talking, I just pulled it up. It says, <clears> it says, quote, at least the, the, you know, the translation I'm looking at yeah. says, quote, in what way are you free? Okay. And he says, like, he's going to ask him once he pulls him out of there, which yeah. again implies that he's, not planning to kill Aaron, despite Aaron literally telling him in the emergency meeting, like, dog, you're going to have to kill me. And well, well, he can't he can't really die because someone has to take his uh, Titan because that's how that's how he gains the, the ability to see the future, because the future Titan is passing to him. Right. Yeah I, yeah. I mean, he he can't die by any conventional means. It seems like I don't know if yeah. cutting off his head even will work because he is the Warhammer Titan. And we already know for the Warhammer Titan that you can like move your your person around some kind of way where that doesn't right. remember the Warhammer Titan got attacked and it didn't do anything because the real person actually wasn't even where you thought they would in be. The in the nape, yeah. Yeah, she was Yo, like, I was so control. happy when Aaron did that though. He just Me actually too. just punched him as he's spawning or whatever. He's like, No, I'm not <laughs> waiting, dog. Like it's on. Like we're just, we're just going. Like, <laughs> that was so good. That's like another oh. like attack of Titan subverting the typical anime. Because like Goku would have just talked and be like, Yeah, like yes. like power up, yeah, like yeah. Tease, yeah. like bring it. Yeah. That, yeah, Attack on Titan's actually done a lot of that. Uh, it's done a fucking lot. I, I think I still can't get over the literalness of flatten the earth. Like, I can't get over yeah. how silly flatten. it is. It just, flatten the earth. That's what like, they're going they to literally, do. They've been saying flatten the earth for seasons, and I thought they meant figuratively. And the whole time, the fucking whole time, they meant literally, like, literally flatten the earth. It's also just crazy how many colossal titans there are. Yes. Like, Bro, you don't think of, but like, that wall is really big because it was big enough to, like, hold such a large civilization uh especially the first wall right because like yeah. how like the circumference of that first wall but the amount of fucking titans in there is just absurd you know it's bullshit. So many. it is, is complete so and utter bullshit how big it, yeah there are just too many of them real quick i'm gonna grab our uh before we completely wrap this up we're gonna give a shout out to our patrons so let me send over this real quick uh um, yeah i'm just trying to think if there's anything else yeah, if there's anything else that you guys want to add, let me see if I have anything in my notes. Aaron forms a beast titan that I don't think is actually Zeke. Uh, Falco's dreams, we talked about that for a good bit. The female titan can manifest things by ingesting parts of other titans. Falco mostly sees flying above the clouds and says, I can do it too. Mm-hmm. Uh, oh, yeah. I, I mean, Mikasa was blatantly asked by Annie, are you going to kill Aaron? She says, no, I'm going to bring him back. We kind of already knew that, though. Like, she's been on this, I'm not going to kill him thing. Oh... Uh, yeah, I think outside of the very beginning of the episode, which we could spend hours and hours and hours talking about just the time stuff going on. I'm, I'm so not, interested in that. I can't too. wait. I'm not quite sure that. what to make of it yet. I think I have like, to rewatch the whole series again yeah. to really try to make something of that that opening thing that they don't really they show it in the manga. And I when I read the manga chapter one, I actually read the manga chapter one again very recently. And I was like, oh shit, this is cut out of the anime. Like that shit is just not in the anime at all. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's and so it interesting. Is. Now it is, and I'm wondering, like, what is going on here? Because again, the Ackermans aren't affected by the brainwashing thing. So if Eren at any point ever wipes everyone's brain, or like the founding Titan dude wiped anyone's brain, the Ackermans just don't suffer from that at all. And that's not Attack on Titan is so small. It's kind of like Death Note. There are no wasted things in it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Even, yeah. Okay, so even Ramsey seasons ago when he stole. I thought, okay, that's just like a random thing that we saw a kid stealing. No big deal, right? 
But mm-hmm. then look at what ended up becoming of Ramsey's fucking character. Like, yeah, he ends up being like a re- an anchor point to a perspective for us to like give us emotion and give us like seeing Aaron's thought process. Like he becomes an anchor in the show that like really develops plot around. Yes, I think that's absurd. I thought that Ramsey, like for what it's worth, seasons ago when they first get the uh, Marley, like they they kind of all are in disguise and they're they're. They're seeing cotton candy for the first time. They're all happy and shit. And Aaron's looking around. He's like, I can't believe it. They're just regular. Like they're regular ass people. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, but Ramsey ends up stealing and then they like stand up for him and stuff like that. And they make up some lies so that he doesn't get fucked up. But then he ends up being this huge character basically in this episode. And he's like stealing money. You find out why he's stealing. And that's, oh my God. Like it just all comes full circle. You think, you know, someone then you see the perspective of that person later on. And you're like, oh shit! It's it's a very tight knit show. I think, I think it's very fair to put it in the same tier as like things like Death Note and stuff. Like, I I do think this is going to go down in like right now. The only flaw to me of Death Note, it's anime, and has nothing to do with Death Note. Has everything to do with like the way its production turned out. Yeah. But in the future, for the kids that watch, uh, not am I saying Death Note? Attack on Titan. Oh, in the future. I meant to say Attack on Titan. The only flaw with Attack on Titan is not Attack on Titan. It's it's the production schedule. The fact that it's like the final season part one and part two and yeah. part seven and and the final chapters and then like the next episode is in October. And all of that's frustrating. And I hope that doesn't turn people off too much because that's annoying. But when you actually absorb the content, it's like nothing but wins to me. And anyway, the point is 10 years from now, when the kids get to ingest Attack on Titan, it's going to be nice because they're not going to have to deal with the production bullshit. Yeah, that's true. I, yeah. got, I got into a not an argument on my Facebook page, but somebody commented. I said, it's very likely that Attack on Titan is actually the best anime of all time. Like after I watched that episode on Friday, my immediate post on Facebook was that it is very likely that it's Attack on Titan is. Yeah. And obviously that's a that's a that's a crazy hot take. Right, because I don't even think it is. The, I've seen hundreds. Of, like, if I look okay. at my 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 anime list, I have on the completed section over four hundred anime. Oh shit! It's it's near the top of that list. Like, it's in the top <laughs> ten of that of of the four hundred anime I've seen yeah. over four hundred. Attack on Titan right now is in the top ten. Yeah. Like, it's I just it's you know really what is, fucking good. It's always scary because when you're a prisoner of the moment. Or trying not to be a prisoner of the moment, or recency bias, and all these other fallacies. Yeah. Like I'm trying not to be a prisoner of the moment, but like, dog. But it's, some, but it's been this good. Like, but it's been it's this good. in season Yo. three. Like, go season ahead, three yeah. is what really cemented me. Go ahead. Yeah, I was gonna say like I I pretty much felt this way since like the end of like season three, and it just got <laughs> it just felt yep. even better. And it's Same. like the season season four part one, like like the, the final season, you know, where we're still. Starts off with Falco. That was like probably one of the best seasons like Attack on Titan has oh, ever had. That's what like, mm-hmm. like, yeah, like, like Warhammer and that, all that shit. Yes, you know, the Warhammer when uh Aaron yeah. like we 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 slowly like begin to see what happens after the time skip. Yep, I was I was like long haired Aaron this. when he's like sadistic and shit. Oh yeah, it yeah that. What was that the, whole... I'm curious what the argument was. Oh, okay. So yeah, let me get back to that. So yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I I wrote that status. Obviously, I knew that that status was going to get some ire from people who just don't like Attack on Titan or whatever. I never right. care. Um, but a lot of people, you know, like and then comment it. You're absolutely right. The show is goaded, blah blah blah. But then you had a couple people that were like, um, it can't be the best because it's taking too long to finish. And my immediate comment, like instantly, was, I don't know why that would matter if something is good. Yeah. It actually doesn't matter 
how long it is if it's good. Like, if something is good, I actually don't care. Because at the end of the day, if I have to wait two years for the final season of Game of Thrones, but it's shit, like, okay, like it's bad. It doesn't matter that it took two years or not. Like, if if it yeah. was great, I wouldn't... If, if, it, it, took, if it took two weeks, that season still sucked. Like, yeah, like, it doesn't matter if it was fast. If it came out fast, so if, if the final season of, of Game of Thrones came out really quickly, it wouldn't have been like, oh, it's better because it came out fast. Like, no, timing... My whole point was that, like, the time that it takes for something to finish should not dictate whether it's good or not. Like, I just don't think that yeah. that matters. And I agree with that so um, much. It's frustrating because I feel like there are people, and, I mean... You on your Facebooks that, but there's people that are saying Attack on Titan's bad because of how long it's taking, and I'm like, well, that doesn't make like yeah, that because matter. of the schedule. It's like the the what the content is is the content. Yes. what the production schedule is has no relevancy on the writing. Eventually, we're going to get to a point where Attack on Titan is con- has concluded, all of it will yes. be out, and then people who have never seen it will be able to just watch it straight through, and God bless their hearts. But like, they won't have any of these issues. You talked about this with the production, like people who watch this years from now. When people say Attack on Titan is the best anime of all time or Attack on Titan is top five animes of all time, when people watch it, they will not think about, oh, I didn't know that this took a year for one episode to come out, like a year for an hour episode. That won't matter. That doesn't actually matter of the quality. Like the quality is there. The fucking quality could have been a movie. It could have been a movie. So So I'll say this, like, I think for people to say like the the length or something is like you know a reason to dislike an anime like a lot of people like a lot of people would say one piece is one of the best animes of all time and that shit has been ongoing forever now and they have like infinity filler like it is it is not good to be an anime watcher only of one piece like i am an anime watcher only one piece and i have not you know there have been times where i've been very frustrated because we have like Mm -hmm. a hundred arc filler episodes or whatever and you know it's like on episode a thousand something right now like it's crazy long like it's you have to wait a long time, but guess what? The show's really quality. It's really good. So like, I enjoy it. Um, yep. I rewatched Death Note recently. I would say I definitely put Attack on Titan above Death Note. Death Note actually on my rewatch, I feel like it's actually a bit worse than I remember. But maybe that's just my maturity level or perspective changing. I don't really know. That's a topic for a different time. But yeah, I don't know if I call Attack on Titan greatest of all time. I think uh, the pacing issues. Like, I can understand when people get frustrated with it, but I think at the end of the day, like when you watch it, you know, as you say, when it's completed, like you're not going to care about that. You're just going to care about the quality of the show. Yeah. So. Yeah. So I'm gonna quote. Uh, the Nintendo legend, Shigeru uh, Miyamoto, his quote like is, quote. a delayed game is eventually good, but a rush game is forever bad. Oh, so, <laughs> so, true. So this applies true. here, where a delayed anime is eventually good, but a fr- rushed anime is forever bad. Yeah. And we, we've always said, rushed anime. we've all <laughs> definitely seen some rushed anime. And what can we say about them? Yeah, like yeah, if they're, they're not good. If Attack on Titan was rushed, so to speak, like if the production schedule was, I don't know, quicker, Hanji's death sequence and like that whole, like it wouldn't have looked as good as it looked. Yeah. And the music arrangement, because the music when she was flying through the air and doing her thing, that music was amazing. Okay. Mm -hmm. Like the music of this entire episode, like you said earlier, the bombardment music was amazing. He's like, this is our last stand. Give it everything you got and all that. That part was amazing. All of the music really got me. And then when they're all sad and you see Levi for once showing emotion. I've, when Erwin died, you barely even see Levi fucking show real emotion. He just kind of like keeps going. Well, the mission's not over. Um, yeah. But like, you know, he gets to Mikasa and he's like, give me the fucking vial. Like, give me the serum that turned this man back into a Titan so he could come back to life. Like, give it to me right now. Or I, I guess that she wants it and he's like, I'm not giving it to you actually is the thing. Yeah. But like, he doesn't, you know, he's not all super sad. He's like, at that moment, I still got work to do. 
And he still has work to do in this episode, but he's actually emo- he's letting himself feel his emotions for once, which is so interesting. Yeah, I guess the weight of like all of these comrades that have died, the number of commanders he's watched die at this point, um, and just it does. Maybe he can even feel it. It feels like he's near the end of this mission, and yeah, there's a, there's a lot to think well, about, a lot to lay on you. This is this is it. Like everything yeah. that they've ever done. You know, the stuff with the Beast Titan and stuff like that, that could have been it too, right? They captured Eren right there. It was the end of the show. But, like, this is officially it. This is everything. This is everything. This is push all your cards forward. I'm all in and hope for the mm-hmm. best. This is literally that. And we're going to flip the cards over and see what happens in October, I guess. But, yeah, fantastic show. Um, it continues to be good despite the weird production stuff where we're getting final season part four, part two in October. Uh, but I will be right back on this podcast discussing the ending of attack on titan and i hope to god that it's good i know a lot of people who have read the manga they hate it apparently and they're like i hope that they change it and all this other stuff i i want to be honest man i feel like i feel like they have to be brain dead that, because i want to say that too kenny i'm glad I you said feel, it because like there's there's as far as i know one hour left of attack on titan that's maybe an hour 30 minutes yeah maybe an hour and a half but they're like you're not going to sit here and tell me that like it's that bi- like because i've heard manga readers talk about how attack on titan is horrible it's one of the worst i can't believe i suffered same, through these last like as of right now y'all are brain dead like i'm not there yet but i just can't believe yeah, it i just can't I, i'm calling uh, i don't know i don't know what just happened um that was a rant anyway <laughs> Anyway, but yes, I'm with you 100%. I think that people who are saying the ending of Attack on Titan, the manga, and we don't know what it is in this podcast, but for people who do know, I just feel like you're wrong. And let me let me be willfully ignorant right now, okay? Yeah, let when we me, get there in a couple months, then we'll we'll have a big discussion. Because if people... Okay, so think about Game of Thrones, for example. Game of Thrones officially did end terribly. It actually has a bad ending. That is a fact. There's no question about it. It nosedived. And so imagine me knowing the ending of Game of Thrones and then people who haven't seen it yet are like, it can't possibly end bad. I'm on season five right now. This show is insane. It's the best show I've ever seen in my life. And I'm like, it's really bad at the end, though. But <laughs> but on that note, like, <laughs> it's not like only season eight was bad. You guys you get know what me, I mean? right? No, no, yeah, I get no, you. I get you. No, no, sure. no, no. We, we all get you. But it's like, for Game of Thrones, it was progressively getting worse. It was. Now, we're, we're at the end zone. I mean, like, we are literally, there's only one episode left as far as we know. Yeah, so, I, you know, I don't know. I'll have to see. The thing is, like, even with how bad Game of Thrones ended, like, a lot of people still consider Game of Thrones to be, like, a very, like, go-to well, show, right? Yeah, like, it's incredible. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So, like, it's kind of, like, like I don't know. Even if, like, this ending for Dragon Titan is, like, pretty bad, like people are saying or whatever, like, mm-hmm. I can't imagine that you'll look back and be like, man, Attack on Titan was, like, total shit because it ended bad, right? Like, we don't look back at, like, Naruto or whatever and be like, oh, the ending was awful. It's, so, like, the show's on Yeah, you know? Like, it's correct. still, like... Game yeah, of Thrones so, is, an, it's yeah. still one of the best shows that was ever on television. And I think Attack on Titan... At worst, its ending is going to be mid. And I think if it's a mid ending, the rest of the show is still godlike. So it's like not that big of a deal. But obviously, I hope the ending's great. And as of right now, with one hour left, I can't imagine it's horrible. Yeah, you're right. I think that at worst, it could be mid. But even if it's mid, I would still say the show overall is still going to, no matter what, this is going to be a top five anime for me because there's no fucking way that something that's been good this long can be less than like top five, top 10 ever. Right? Yeah, like I, I just because there are other things in the top that I don't think are 
as good as Attack on Titan has been so far. Yeah. Like if you say like where they were at this time, however many I don't know how many episodes Attack on Titan has. It's very confusing. But like whatever episode Attack on Titan technically is on, compared to where other things in the top were at that time, I don't know if they were as good as Attack on Titan is right now, you know? Yeah. So. And it's been so consistent. Like I've I've yet to see a season of Attack on Titan that I didn't like. So agreed. All right. Well, we're uh, officially getting out of here. Oh, Gary, did you want to say something? Oh, I just want to say one last thing before you guys end. Where's Historia? That's it. I forgot about her. Story, she, she's she's pregnant. She's living her life. She's pregnant. Yeah, she's doing her thing. But, yeah, they took her out uh, of the equation. To, yeah. I was just wanted to say thanks, was, Kenny and Crozier, yeah. for having us on. You know? Was yeah. Oh, yeah. Yep. Thanks for being here. Yeah. Yep. So, I agree. So, Luke, we're going to bring you back uh, alone just to do a card game episode, uh, just to talk about, like, you play Magic, you play DC, you play Yu-Gi-Oh! And just your thoughts on those card games and how they how you've gotten so good at them and like what has what have you been able to translate as far as skills from one to another and stuff like that so that's a conversation i think people will be interested in and we've been talking about it off camera for a while um so we'll have you back on for that and then gary we'll bring you stango and everybody back for like one big podcast episode on dc because we play a lot of dc deck building we haven't played in a little bit because of edison but i imagine that soon we're going to get back into our dc swing especially with new stuff coming out this month maybe i think it's q123 i think is when a lot of the kids yeah, should be soon. Should be very soon. Yeah, I want to. I want to say real quick. When I watched the last episode of Attack on Titan, I want all of you to know. I will be going on Reddit from ten years ago, five years ago. I'm going to look at your arguments from five years ago. I'm going to see whether or not your brain did. I'm, I'm going to check. I'm going to be on. I'm going to check. <laughs> you're one of those guys. You're in the post history, huh? You're like <laughs> after after I watch this last episode, I'm going to check. I'm going to see what y'all were on about because I. I just can't imagine you're not brain dead, but that's, I just wanted to say that. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm glad to hear it. Uh, all right. So I was going to say, I was going to make a joke about to you, uh, 10 years from, from now. <laughs> oh yeah. Oh, yeah. My God. That's kind of cool. Right. Cause you're talking about 10 years from now, you're going to be on Reddit. And it's just like, yeah, to you 10 years from now. <laughs> yep. Yep. Oh man. That's, that's brilliant. That's brilliant. All right. Anyway, we have our Patreon. Thank you, everyone, who's been supporting I Am Their Podcast. We really appreciate you, and we just have to give a shout-out. So, we have Connie, Austin, Leon, Quest, Garrett, Xavier, Hylian, Dimitri Barnes, Vinny Casella, Dominic Roberts, Giovanni Avalos, Alex Flamer, Andre Reynolds, CJ, Dubkdat1, Dan Vrabel, First to Home, Dalos Fernares, Estatakuma, Mitchell Naus, Midwest Gaming, William Shapiro, Dimitri Safirdas, Vince Marquette, Dallas Bailey, Roz Weiss, Nick Stango, Hansor, our two-time national champion, Vincent Zen, Sarah Maria, Sunny Top Cut Podcast, Alex Ahern, Philip Campa, Jalen Haskins, Arali Melfi Slump, Chris Lynn, Jeff Luang, Wookie 159, MSW 2389, Edison Club, Kyle Batelho, Brandon Moore, Sugal, Nick, Eric, Nafa, Corey Fowler, Omar Ramos, uh, Elijah Barfoth, and then Kenny has. And a true hero, yep. Tyler Tadeo, and our newest patron, a good friend of ours. He's been on the podcast more than once, the Cowboy Bebop episode, the Last of Us episodes. We have Majora plays games and, uh, you know, oh, Cheyenne. That is him, huh? You know, I questioned for a second if that was actually Cheyenne. Yeah, no, that's, that's Cheyenne, a.k.a. Majora plays games on Twitch. Um, okay. Cool. Our cool, newest cool. patron. Yeah, I'm glad. Uh, so now he's in the Discord server. I just saw him in the welcome thing, and I waved at him. So, yeah, now he's in our Discord server. So if you don't know, you get access to our Discord server by joining any tier of the Patreon. And we have a bunch of channels. The main one, obviously, is the Yu-Gi-Oh! channel. Like, that should be popping. But there's plenty of channels. We have a gaming channel, Moss Hunter, Pokemon. There's one for, I think, literally Game of Thrones. And I think, yeah, Game of Thrones has its own channel, which is also like House of the Dragon, obviously. Uh, there's a sports channel, which I never go in. There's a fashion channel. There's an MCU channel, TV shows, anime, memes. 
Uh, Attack on Titan has its own channel now. <laughs> I didn't even notice that. So just so that's pretty. Oh yeah, that just got created March fourth. So uh, oh, yeah, for Attack gotta, on Titan spoilers, I see. Okay, that's actually perfect. Attack on Titan spoilers. I'm glad that Dom made. Dom has been doing a fucking fantastic job modding our Discord. Thank you so much, Dom. Special shout out to you. Okay, special shout out to you, Dom, for moderating so well. He made rules for us that are really relevant. Thank you for that. We have a humble brag channel where people just post like. A lot of it is like posting your Edison ultis or, you know, your crazy like Stardust Dragons and stuff like that. But there's also other stuff in there too. Life hacks, dating, if you're into that type of thing. Um, yeah. So anyways, as I always say, do the things that make you happy, including enjoying one of the best animes of all time, if not possibly the best anime of all time.